always want. I haven't decided if I'm going to stick with that or not, but I, it makes me feel better when I do the when I do the music myself to start the show. Good morning, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Uh, for better or worse, Drew Forrester is going to join us in studio in a little bit. Thought we avoided him on Wednesday. It turns out he was just going to come hang out with us. He's like, "Hey, man, I'll stop by." I'm like, "Oh, great! Yeah, do do that. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll have a good we'll have a good time." Totally, definitely not something I dread, and I'm excited. I thought about faking my own death. I get to see how you interact with Drew uh, in person. Am I cool. going to have to hold you back? Cool, cool. Some somebody I'm trying to remember who I was talking to recently, and they were like, "Do you ever miss it?" And I was like, "Well, let me ask you a question. Remember, you were young, and you." You get in trouble and you get like sent to your room and you. Do you miss that? <laughs> is, it, is it that bad? I love Drew. I love Drew, of course. Of course. Are we still recording? <laughs> I love Drew. <laughs> Cameras still on. They can. Yeah. Microphone. If we want to restart. We could just restart. <laughs> I love Drew. <laughs> Drew will be here in a bit. Uh, also coming up this morning, Jed Fabian. Orioles second round pick, outfielder for the Delmarva Shorebirds. We will catch up with him. Um, we will chat with uh, Rob Ambrose as we'll be doing our uh, college football preview stuff. Rob's today. Tomorrow we'll catch up with Kenny Amatololo, and then we'll figure out a day early next week that we can wander over to Morgan as well. Um, and also this morning, Jarrett Patterson, commander's running back, Pilates alum. Man who terrorized the MIAA before heading up to uh, Buffalo, where he put up video game numbers. Uh, played his uh, rookie season in Washington last year. Uh, look, he's battling for a roster spot again, despite the fact that we all know how talented he is. We'll catch up with Jarrett Patterson ahead of Ravens Commanders on Saturday night. That's all coming up on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by our friends. At Glory Days Grill, where the summer seasonal menu is in its final days. The South Carolina Barbecue Chicken. The Cracker Jack Sunday with the waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. The lobster roll with the grilled corn. It's all going, going, soon to be gone. At your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website to get your order in. I swear, swear by the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Now, look, even when it's gone, they're still going to have all the great ribs, wings, burgers that you've come to know and love at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. But you will rue. Whatever happened to 
He never made that route for yeah, us. Yeah, he said he was going to do it, and then he decided to just That son of a bitch went back to Ole Miss. The hell? I regret taking him to Glory Days Grill. Well, I don't really because it got me Glory Days Grill, but the point being, I wanted a rue. You will rue the day uh, that you missed your opportunity to um, try all the delicious summer seasonal menu items at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Uh, the Orioles perhaps rue the fact that they don't have a better B bullpen. Last night, Spencer Watkins gamed it out for six innings. A lot of debate I saw on Twitter about whether or not you know Brandon Hyde should have let Watkins go back out for a seventh. I, I don't know, man. I, I think we're doing the, hey, you could have done something else bit. And it's a dangerous bit to do. I think there's a lot of practicality that comes into circumstances like that. Like if the Orioles had been up three to two instead of trailing two to one, I think they would have been willing to go back to the A bullpen for a second straight night, with the difference being they wouldn't have turned to Felix Batista for more than maybe an out. I think it was the game circumstance. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen here. We have to pitch the guys we have at some point. If the rule is we can only pitch the guys that we have in games that are lopsided, there might not be a lot of lopsided games. I, given the way this team plays, probably not many at all. So it comes off very much damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, if it doesn't work, we're, of course, going to kill him over it. In the moment, I got it. I thought you got as much as you could have possibly asked for from Spencer Watkins. I think if you run Spencer Watkins back out there in the seventh and he gives up a run, you're murdering Brandon Hyde for the fact that he left Spencer. Spencer? You're going to let Spencer Watkins pitch into the seventh inning? Really? Spencer Watkins? I think it's a results-driven controversy. Controversy. Put that in air quotes, I guess, if you're listening. You don't see that. Um, I, I, I get it. The bummer is the Orioles end up scoring a couple of runs, and boy, if they could have just limited the damage, then who knows? But I can't get too worked up about the decision. What I can get worked up about, what I think is, I, I don't think there's anything at, at all wrong with discussing in hindsight the Jorge Lopez deal. And I say that as someone who admittedly was okay with making a Jorge Lopez deal. I don't think there's anything wrong with the people that say, boy, it'd be really nice to have one more option out of your A bullpen. It would be really nice to have one more legitimate reliever. Like, if you were going to deal Jorge Lopez, it might have been nice to attempt to acquire another suitable relief arm. All those things to me are fair. They're fair. Look, what Keegan Aiken was at the beginning of the season clearly has not held up. You know, he's not that guy anymore. Keegan Aiken... I guess would still be the most likely one from this group to be, um, you know, you, you need somebody for mop-up duty. You need somebody to come in and give you multiple innings. Your starter gets, you know, rocked or your starter gets unfortunately hurt. I, I'm not suggesting that Keegan Aiken should be off the team. I think Keegan Aiken is here for a very specific role. It's disappointing that Joey Crable cannot be part of your A bullpen. 
it's disappointing that Brian Baker, every now and then Brian Baker looks like a guy you're like, man, I see it, right? Like, he comes in, gets out of a jam when, when a starter's got to leave in the fifth, and you're like, God, I see it in Brian Baker. And then, not meant to be. I mean, maybe even if you had brought Aiken in to start the seventh, I don't know. Like, is that different? Like instead of you, you bringing him in with and then bases loaded and then he, I don't know. I yeah. mean, like, I, why do you have more faith in Aiken there than you would have in in right. Baker? You know, like, I I don't know. Just because Baker pitched the night before, even though it was only for an out. Yeah, that's why I'm not. Yeah. I, I I think it's easy to do in hindsight. I think this is really the the problem is this is what happens when a roster was built without the intention of trying to compete. And I do think that, again, another part of it that we can talk about is the question of how you're using D.L. Hall and why he had to come up and then go back down and why you, if you were going to use him as a reliever to wrap up the season, why you couldn't have been working on that conversion weeks ago. Why that wouldn't have been a priority so that he could have been part of your bullpen. And the answer might very well be, again, about protecting his rookie status and I I don't know because I know there's a number of at bats I don't know what the number is for pitchers but presumably if he's working out of the bullpen I, I don't I don't that he was never going to be here at this point but you're fighting with a hand tied behind your back man I, I, the hell with all that you're in a playoff race I, I'm sick of that nonsense now you make the decisions that you need to make in order to win And I'm not saying you'd be reckless. I'm not saying you just do insane things. Nobody is sitting here saying, ah, the hell with it. Go ahead and call up Jackson Holiday now. But you prioritize winning when you're winning. And that's where this gets dangerous. I talked about this around the trade deadline. It gets dangerous when it feels like you're saying winning is a problem. That can cause harm in your relationship with the fan base when the fan base is sitting here saying hey wouldn't your bullpen be better off if you had put dl hall in it a couple weeks ago like don't we believe his stuff is perfect for a bullpen role and you're struggling with only having so many a bullpen guys that you're willing to go to you got tate you got perez you got batista and that's it you can't get through with only three bullpen arms that you actually trust so it 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 can be quite damaging to the relationship between fan and organization if it feels like you're prioritizing a wonky business decision over winning. Frustrating. Also frustrating that you only scored one run for the first what was it, eight innings last night? It's frustrating too. And I get it, you were facing Lucas Giolito. Like, I I understand, but it all kind of walks hand in hand. If they can figure out a way to win today, it's easy to say, hey, well, they took another series from the White Sox. That's, that's another good team that you want a series against. And inherently, it's not wrong. But as we ended up discussing uh, yesterday with Stan the Fan and Luke Jackson, we do one more thing, we do it every Wednesday. Of course, the Orioles schedule, all the Major League Baseball schedules were announced for next year, and you see that next year is the first year where they go back to having balanced schedules, and you play literally everyone in baseball, not just the teams in your division 100 times. Now, that's, one, going to be wild for everybody to adjust to because it's a lot of interleague games. It's a lot of, 
Like you're not used to seeing the National League so frequently during the course of the season. But the second part of that is it's such a more fair way of determining who the playoff team should be in each league because, for example, this year, while you've got to play a 1,000 games against the Jays at the end of the year, the Mariners get to play more games against the Athletics and against, you know, the Angels. It's not, and the Rangers, too. It's not fair. It's not fair to the Orioles that they're fighting against a team that has an inherent advantage. But that's I get it. That's the way baseball has been for some time. I'm glad they're fixing it moving forward. But it speaks to the problem of it's easy for us to say, well, just keep winning some series, just keep getting through. That might not be enough. It might be that while you're taking two out of three, the Mariners are stockpiling series sweeps against lesser opponents, and you can't catch up. You got enough games in hand with Toronto that you could still... You can, we can still say the Orioles control their own destiny. They do, because they have so many games in hand with the teams, you know, with Toronto specifically, that they do continue to control their own destiny. But they got to win all those games against Toronto in order to do it, and that ain't going to be easy. Like, I realize the Orioles have played well against the Blue Jays so far, but assuming that that just means they're going to always beat Toronto is kind of nonsense. It doesn't work that way. It's a tough spot to be in. Look, they, today's a big day tonight. It's a weird thing that they're. It's a getaway day and they're playing at yeah, night. Yeah, no, I was confused. What the hell's that all about? They got to get to Houston and then Chicago's going to fly. Yeah, that's to Chicago. that's a significant trip. Yeah. Like that's not a. They're not going up to New York. They're taking a significant trip and they're playing a night game tonight. I don't get that at all. And is there any sort of event or something? Is there any like a promo tonight? Yeah, not that I know. Of. I don't think so. I think it's just a baseball game. Why the hell is this a uh, night game? Makes no damn sense. No promotion at all. What is that? And there's not a na- it's no there's no national TV. Like last night was on Fox Sports One. I I don't get this even a little bit. I, color me quite confused by how this schedule was made. That tonight is a night game instead of being an afternoon game. Like that would seem to make all of the sense in the world to play this game in the afternoon and allow the Orioles to get to Houston where things get so much easier for them. That's what's ahead of the Orioles. This was It all goes into why this was always unlikely even as the Orioles were playing their best baseball because you could just look at all, all of this on paper and say, this is fun, this is exciting, but yeesh, this is tough. And it is. It's tough. And it doesn't change the fact that it's fun or that it's exciting or that we like playing meaningful baseball. But you're asking for a lot from a group of players that is not really ready for prime time. Not yet, for the most part. Some of them are. Obviously, Adley Rutschman is. Obviously, you know, um, Cedric Mullins, I think we would argue, is ready for prime time. And Jorge Mateo is closer and closer. Oh, God, it would have been great if he made that throw, though. If he could have gotten the out. Yeah. To, oh. Or even that ball just gets past Mancada like that was. Well, yeah, I mean that one certainly that that certainly sits with you. Like, God, that ball was smoked. Yeah, I know a lot of people were, were criticizing him swinging the first pitch after a walk, dude. I mean, come on, like he smoked that ball, smoked it. Just dumb luck, man. Yeah. That's baseball. Sometimes the Orioles have plenty of things go their way. During the course of the season, that one didn't go their way. They're sitting two and a half games behind the Mariners now. Because yeah, naturally, the Mariners, as we're talking about their easy schedule, they lost to the Nationals last night. 
So we stay two and a half games out. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What did the what did the Blue Jays do last night? They they won, right? I think so. So they're three and a half games behind the Blue Jays for the second spot. They're yeah, now, Blue Jays beat the Red Sox. They're now four games behind Tampa for the first wild card spot. Look, man, they're they're in trouble. I can't we can't get around it. They're in trouble within the context. I understand that we can talk about not moving the goalposts and the fact that, you know, they are the playoffs were not a reasonable goal before the season, so I'm going to continue to say I'm not going to base this on playoffs or bust, but you can't help but still be bummed because we're not that far removed from the Orioles sitting in the third playoff, the third wild card spot, and it was a fun feeling. But they were always up against it, and every loss hurts. There's no way of getting around it. They lose a game, it hurts. Boy, that Chicago one really just—I mean, the Cubs one just really sticks out like a sore thumb. Where you're like, man, if you could just change that result, that one result, you've got a lot going for you. But that's the way it goes. Just the way it is tonight. Orioles do indeed wrap up the series. Jordan Lyles is on the mound against Lance Lynn as the Orioles try to come away with a series win against the White Sox this evening and then head on to Houston um, trying, trying to keep this thing alive. Yes, another day where Gunnar Henderson watch pans nothing. Weird bit. I... I certainly understand the Orioles are prioritizing the idea of he can't get to a certain number of at-bats. You would think that would be something they could do at the major league level. What did we figure out the number was, 130, 133, something in that neighborhood? You would think that they could say, especially if you get to the final week of the season, the games end up not mattering. It's very easy at that point to say, hey, dude, love you, we're shutting you down. It's just weird. Weird that he's still not here. You're going to have him debut in Houston? Like, okay. I haven't even looked to see who the Astros pitchers would be this weekend. Uh, I guess it would definitely be Verlander because he pitched two nights ago, right? We might miss Valdez and Garcia because Garcia's tonight. Valdez was... Okay. So probably Lance McCullers. Verlander. Verlander's six no-hit innings were on Tuesday, correct? Yes, yeah. So that would definitely line him up for Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. When the Orioles send out Austin Voth. <laughs> the old Austin. I mean, hell, he just beat Dylan Cease. Why not? <laughs> Why not? See? What, a, what a story, by the way. If Austin Voth could win back-to-back games against Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander after being so god-awful that he was dropped by the worst team in baseball earlier this year. Could you imagine... What a bizarre story that see is. See what his Cy Young odds are. But Austin Voth? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he quite registers. I definitely don't think he's at the level of a Dylan Caesar or a Justin Verlander. Um yeah, you're right. So it's Garcia tonight and you said it was Valdez pitched last night, so I'm assuming we missed those two. Yeah, well definitely you would definitely yeah. miss those two. Yeah. Yes, correct. That is the way that it works. So um now they, they've been using a six right, man rotation. So. so is there any chance that they do miss Verlander too? Oh, that could be interesting. So it could be Urquidy, McCullers, and Javier. Some combination of that, and maybe they also miss Verlander. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm 
I'm speculating about things I don't understand. Moral of the story is the Orioles need to win games. That's the moral of the story. All right, today's show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. It's the best place to be. We are inching closer to real football. This Saturday is week zero, but start thinking about next Saturday, week one, just camping out in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Betting pads are now available, so you don't have to get off your butt. You show up, you put your money on the pad, you take it to your seat, and you sit there all day while you're watching your football games. You make your bets from your seat. Unfortunately, you, you still have to get up if you want to go to the bathroom. That's We can't do anything about that. Although, you and I might want to start thinking about it, Griffin. If we really want to be successful in this world, we might want to start thinking about a plan yeah. for how... We could avoid trips to the bathroom while we're at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in. Hotel. Yes, I, you and I are on the same <laughs> wavelength. We don't have to be too graphic about it. We just need to think about it. Um, I, I say that, but seriously, the convenience of not having to go up and get to uh, the window or get to any of those kiosks, it's incredible. Loaded schedule for week one of the college football season. You want to be there. Email events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com. All right, uh, joining us now, this man was a second-round pick from your Baltimore Orioles, and he is now began his pro career with the Delmarva Shorebirds. It's a pleasure to welcome in Judd Fabian to GCR. Judd, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, Judd, you there? Can you hear me? Nope, uh, we will try to get that straightened out. We apologize, Judd. I think Judd can hear me. We just can't hear him, unfortunately. That's the only problem. So we will try to get that squared away, and then we'll bring him back on and chat with Judd Fabian. Judd, you got me now? Yeah. Oh, and we got you, and that makes it all the mu- that better. Thank you for taking the time <laughs> for us, man. Really appreciate uh, it. Uh, um, thank you guys for having me. Take me back. Take me back to the draft. Take me back to... The moment, uh, hearing your name called as early as you did, what goes through your mind? What just what are the emotions on a night like that? Yeah, I mean, it's something that baseball players all around the world dream of, um, is to hear their name called in the draft. And, um, you know, Baltimore is the place I wanted to be at. And they came calling, and it was a dream come true um, when I heard my name called. When you say and, that... Um, what, why why Baltimore? Why, you know, I think from afar people would say, well, you don't have any connection to there, and wouldn't everybody want to be a Yankee, or wouldn't everybody want to be a, you know, an Astro right now? Why, when you say Baltimore was a place you wanted, why why uniquely? Uh, so last year, um, you know, Baltimore wanted me um, in the second round. That's right. Boston ended up taking me. Um, and so I chose to go back to Florida and, and have a year of, playing playing D1 baseball with my brother and you know when I got back into the draft this year it was Baltimore had called and and it's just the place I wanted to be and um, we ended up working out a deal and, and, and now I'm an Oriole and I can't be enough thankful for that. Did you, Jed, did you think that was still possible? Like, take me back to everything from last year. Did you have a sense that that the interest remained and there were no hard feelings and that th- this was a scenario that could always play out for you? Um. Yeah, I, I mean, it. 
I had some doubts um, coming back to college um, for that for this last year. Um, you know, there was always you know what if you know teams don't like me anymore for that um, and stuff like that. So um, there was definitely doubt, um, but they ended up uh, ended up uh, calling me uh, at like pick sixty seven and. Um, ended up uh, taking me. Judd Fabian is with us here on GCR. After he was taken by the Orioles, he began his pro career with the Delmarva Shorebirds, who are home this weekend. You can go to shorebirdsbaseball.com in order to get your tickets. If you're headed down for one last hurrah at the beach before the summer is over this weekend, I'd encourage you to check out the Shorebirds while you're there. Uh, some guy you might have heard of as well named Jackson Holiday is showing up this week, so a good reason to be there. Jed, is is it any part of it too? Like going through what you did a year ago, did you become aware of what's going on in Baltimore and and how the sort of tide has turned for this franchise? And does that maybe drive any of your interest more, or why it was more exciting for you that it worked out the way that it did? Yeah, it. I mean, seeing what has been going on in Baltimore and and throughout the the whole farm system um, with all these prospects, all these guys. And, you know, I know some of them. So uh, it is, it's just really awesome to be a part of it um, and to be able to have the opportunity to, you know, get with all these prospects and in the big leagues and have a chance to win multiple World Series. Um, it's kind of, it's awesome to think about. I, by the way, I, I I love you saying multiple World Series. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I want you to do like the LeBron James thing where you put your fingers up like one, how about two, how about three, maybe four. I love everything, I love everything about that, man. Um, you, you mentioned playing with your brother. What what was that experience like? Did it did it live up to? Did you find yourself saying, "Hey, this was worth it. This was worth things not working out a year ago." and me coming back and doing this because you'll be able to have that for the rest of your life. Yes, it was, it was, it's, I'm still kind of speechless about it because of how awesome it was. Um, you know, not many people get the opportunity to do that. And at a high level, uh, as Florida was, uh, you know, it was, you know, he started every game up until about, three quarters of the season and he just made baseball fun even more fun than it is now and you know he kept my head on straight he uh he just he he made it so much more calm throughout the whole year and I think that's what made it so special that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, I heard that you had another connection to a uh, a former Oriole. Uh, you you at some point played with Boog Pal's grandson. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I did. Um, I played with his grandson in high school um, for two years. So, did, did you ever get to meet Boog at any point? I, I know he doesn't travel quite as much as he used to because he's getting up there. But did you ever get to meet him at any point? Yeah, I never never got to meet him. Never well, so now, it, obviously, so. we, we got to make that happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got to make that yeah. happen. But but did you <laughs> did you get a sense for, 
Um, you know, I, I think I read you somewhere saying, hey, that he would talk about Orioles stories. Did you get a sense of like a connection there? Yeah, I mean, he would always give us stories about his, his grandfather, uh, you know, what he went through in, in the Orioles organization and how fun it was uh, for him. And I think remembering that throughout this year, going through the draft process, it really helped helped me a lot of like all right this is this is the place you know it's cool yeah that's really cool judd we know you're a a power hitter uh back-to-back 20 home run seasons at florida tell me where the power came from like when was the first time in your life you hit a ball and you were like holy crap that ball just went really far um i this might be what i do (laughs) like when was the moment for (laughs) you um I, honestly, my junior year of of high school, um, that's when I really played 25 games and I hit 13 home runs. So I kind of knew from then. I was like, all right, I got I got some power. I just just got to use it. And I took it into college in the, the first two years. Um, you know, I had seven my freshman year and five in the shortened COVID year and then um, my junior year really just got back in stride with the power um, and have kept it up ever since. You, um, you've you also started your pro career between being down in the Gulf Coast League and now here um, hitting at 415 clip which I, and I don't know you could tell me that like hey I'm, I'm okay with the numbers I put up but I guess most people would say, "Hey, you'd probably want to lift the batting average a little bit from your college numbers." What What are you? Is it just like you feel like you're supposed to be here all along? Is it maybe possible that pro ball has easier pitching than the SEC at this point? Like, like what What's gotten you off to such a, a great start? Um, you know, it's just it's not focusing on you know more of myself statistically. It's more focused on you know doing things to to help Delmarva um, and even when I was in the FCL to help the, the FCL team. Um, so I, I don't really worry about my individual stats as much. Um, and I think that's what's kind of helped me, you know, boost that up. And, uh, you know, I'm watching- I, I've always been, a, I've always been a great, great hitter. And I think in college it, slipped away from me a little bit and I want to get back to that. I was going to say is is it fair to say that's a priority for you is 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 lifting the average like obviously the power you want the power to stay because that'll play for the rest of your life but is it fair to say that's a priority for you? Um yeah, I mean just hitting the ball on the line is what I'm trying to do and you know if I hit a ball on the line and go for 5, you know, I'm, it, it's going to happen in baseball sure. so I'm just working on keeping a the same swing that's going to be level and, and help you hit a lot of line drives. Um, and then the average will, will be there if that happens. So. And then the important one is how prepared are you for the first time you end up at Fenway Park um, and probably – uh, gonna get a, a a bit of a nasty reception. Like, are you are you ready to be the villain? Because we, of course, we hate the Red Sox around here. So this is great for us. Are you prepared to be the villain in future years when you go show up in Boston? Uh, I think I'm prepared as I'm gonna get. Um, <laughs> but 
we played at Salem um, the first week I was up here, and uh, I was getting booed in left field <laughs> for the first time. Uh, so, yeah, Dude. there's there's no love lost there. Dude, I am so prepared. Like, I, I need you to know, I'm already injecting into my veins the idea of the first time you play in Boston and you hit a home run and you give us the most incredible bat flip in the history of humanity. After you park one, like I am just waiting for that moment where you just have an s-eating grin as you run around the bases after hitting a home run at Fenway Park. I need that, like I need air to breathe. Hey, um, uh, Judd, before we let you go, what's something we need to know about you, man? Besides baseball, just this is our first opportunity to get to know you. What else are you into? What is maybe a a Friday night in the off season look like for you? What's what's something that we should know about Judd Fabian? Yeah, I mean. Being from Florida, there's a bunch of water surrounding you, so I love to fish. Um, so anytime I get the chance to, I, I try to get on the water and try to fish just because, you know, it's the uh, time to basically free your mind and uh, be alone and kind of just relax. And so whenever I have off time, I'm, I'm fishing most likely. I don't know if anybody told you about it, but it just ended. It was down, like, really right, right not that far from where you are in Salisbury, but, like, the biggest fishing tournament in the world is the White Marlin Open in Ocean City, um, which is, like, a literally million-dollar prize fishing tournament. It's one of the cool events that uh, exists in this area. So at some point... I mean, maybe you could be a, a dual sport athlete, maybe at some point in the future, <laughs> and uh, be uh, hitting bombs at Fenway Park and then hanging out of the White Marlin Open. That'd be cool. Hey, uh, Judd, great, yeah. to, great to meet you, man. Let me let me uh, run down. Is there anything we can plug for you? Is there can, can Orioles fans follow you? Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that? It's... Uh, yeah, my Instagram is uh, JF4 with a uh, two uh, two. Und- underscores Underscore. yeah 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 jf4 underscore underscore on instagram if you want to give him a yeah. follow there um judd great to have you man glad this worked out the way that it did we can't wait to watch you uh, hit home runs for a long time to come uh thank you for taking the time for us this morning dude and let's do it again as you continue to proceed through the organization all right yes sir it was awesome thank you thank you judd fabian checking in with us um 67th overall pick as um you know, the Red Sox drafted him last year. It didn't work out. Now they hate him, and uh, the Orioles are interested, and it worked out that he ended up being an Oriole anyway. So uh, good stuff with Jed Fabian this morning here on GCR. Um, can't help but notice that Forrester's not here. What, what do we say? Like, we give him, like, five minutes, and then we say, say sorry, dude. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what it is. You want me to go lock the door and uh, make sure? <laughs> Again, five more minutes. Five. That's about my... <laughs> It's about my rule. I got a, a little bit of leeway here. Um, but it'd be a real shame. Just be yeah. a real shame. <laughs> got to tell you, I'd be I'd be heartbroken if it just didn't work out. Like something came up at the last minute. I would I would just really hurt me in my soul if it played <laughs> out that way. Um, t- today's show. Or how about this? Stan the Fan later on today. Stan and uh, Gary Steiner are going to catch up with Sarah Ellison, uh, formerly of BaltimoreRavens.com, now the host of the Ravens Vault podcast uh, she will be joining them on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you miss it live, you can watch it tomorrow, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. And if you missed it on Monday, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with the great Scotty McGregor 
You can find that in those same locations right now. Maybe Drew Forrester, but if not, even better content. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Birdland. Arrive early at the yard on Saturday, September 3rd, when the first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive the first ever Orioles soccer jersey presented by Pepsi. Don't miss out on this brand new crossover kit before the Orioles clash with the Oakland A's at 7.05 at the ballpark that forever changed baseball. What better way to celebrate Labor Day weekend than with your favorite home team on a Saturday night? Great seating options are available, and tickets start as low as $15 at orioles.com tickets. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to Jed Fabian for checking in with us. Coming up a little bit later on this morning, Rob Ambrose, Towson football coach, and Jared Patterson of the Commanders as they get uh, ready to face the Ravens. Jared Patterson, of course, a Pilates alum, 
uh, we will catch up with him as well. So, uh, big news for Maryland basketball fans last night. As expected, Deshaun Harris-Smith indeed committed to the University of Maryland, kind of finishing the uh, the triumvirate of area talent that uh, Kevin Willard and his staff had zeroed in on. It started with Baltimore's John Lamoth and then uh, two um, DMV guys that they wanted to land in both Jamie Kaiser and uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith. Now, look, again, at the moment, these aren't like top 10 national prospects, but the trio, all well thought of, um, Harris-Smith, the the, high, the most highly thought of of the, the three, and it's less about, to, I think, for most people, the players themselves, although this could they could end up being very good players, and more about the statement that Kevin Willard and his staff have made coming in on day one, hitting the ground running in recruiting, and making a statement about what they're going to be able to do. And as I said when we talked about Jamie Kaiser, and as I said earlier this week when we thought that this was going to come to fruition, it, it doesn't guarantee anything. There is a danger in celebrating things that aren't necessarily wins. Because I remember what it felt like when, when Mark Turgeon landed Diamond Stone, Maryland fans thought they were winning a national championship. And he was a mediocre player for one season. There is danger in winning replacement. Because ultimately there is one thing that matters. One. Winning. That's it. Nothing else. And specifically in college basketball, as I said before, winning the games that matter the most. Stockpiling, you know, 24 wins in a season if 10 of them came against, um, you know, Longwood and Moorhead State. And yes, I'm, I'm having some fun with the names that I'm picking. If that's like who you're beating, then it's not going to matter to much of anyone. Winning the games that matter. This is a very positive sign about what this coaching staff has been able to do getting in, digging their heels in, introducing themselves to the community, and prioritizing local prospects, which is something that a lot of Maryland fans have complained about over the years. There's no, I, I can't, I'm not going to try to belittle that in any way. It's a very positive sign. It has to be met with winning. Like that's You can't get around that. You can't four years down the road say, yeah, but we got all those local prospects you wanted us to get. All those players that you always complained about the other coaches not getting, we got those guys. That means nothing if you don't do anything with them. It means zero. So... That's my only, like, I, I'm not trying to poo-poo anything. I'm not trying to rain on parade. I think these are good things. I think it's a, a statement about Kevin Willard. I think it's a lot about, I think a lot of people tell you it's a lot about Tony Skin, um, you know, who was a priority hire for Kevin Willard in order to try to work on this area specifically. Of course, John Lamoth is a Baltimore kid more than he's not a D.C. kid. Um or D.C. area, D.M.V., whatever you want to call it. But the point being that the talent is there, that you should have a, a foundation that you should be able to set if you can just get more local kids to stick around. Agreed. Agreed. Now, how, did, how do you create those relationships? Right now, it looks like they're figuring that out. 
It looks like they have figured out how to establish those relationships. But again, to be fair, Mark Turgeon and his staff figured out a way to establish relationships with Mount St. Joe that got them Darren Morsell and then Jalen Smith, who was a five-star. And while sure, maybe that would have turned into something had 2020 not been ended early due to the pandemic, all of us who were watching that team down the stretch don't believe that would have been the case. So, good. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing that Maryland is getting local talent. That's a that's a swell thing. But it that alone does not a program make. It is a good foundation. It is definitely something that will encourage a fan base to say we think there's something there. And this season, which will probably be more of a struggle, it will provide good reason for fans to stick it out and say, we think the tide is turning. We're not going to overreact to one year. We believe that there's something building here. And we want to be on board with that. We want to be on board with the coach. We want to be on board with what that vision is for Maryland basketball. And so it will buy... A pass is the wrong word, but it will buy some leeway as they go through this. Oh, good. I can already hear his voice. 15 minutes late. What would happen to one of your kids? I don't know. I want to know this right now. You got you got the when's the next Calvert Hogg golf practice? Shortness of breath. I've been battling oh. for like a week. Oh no! Get out! What are you doing? Get get out! And I've had a I can't even taste anything get, anymore. Get out! And um, so I'm walking around looking for this place. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm I'm totally out of breath. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't and figure I got, that out. And right. then I got my nose is running and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anything so else a whole scene. Any, anything else? <laughs> Somebody shows up to Calvert Hall golf practice. You don't have now, I got a question. Somebody shows up. I'm, one I'm of these kidding. kids Griffin, shows up. Shows up. Griffin. 15, yeah, that's Griffin. This is Griffin. Fifteen minutes late to Calvert Hall golf practice. What happens? Yeah, uh, I, yeah I mean, there, there, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I would what almost say that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh huh. What would happen? Hypothetically, they wouldn't practice. Correct. Right. So I, what I, am I supposed to do with I, this I, exactly? I, you could, I'm, of you course, the coach of Glenn Clark Grady. where 509 is instead of making me walk all well, way. We had Griffin call you, try to help. No, I was on my way. Yeah, correct. I was on my you way. You were 15 minutes late. <laughs> but I'm walking around. He, you know, wheezing out, right, of, right, out right, of right. Enough. Enough. We, you already did your shit. <laughs> uh, I would say it's good to see you, but I'm not a liar. Yeah, this um, is, I mean, this is all, this is nice here. It's it's different, yeah. It's a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. Nice. It's, yeah. it's smaller, but uh, it's we better don't. than that other place where the bridges flooded and everything. Yeah, it was not a great sign <laughs> when people would come frantically in. Get your car now! <laughs> there's a, not, there's not a, a joke. When we first a, moved there's in. a thunderstorm coming. Yeah, when we I remember first I went to pull in there the one one year and um or one Friday and like the, you couldn't get in. Yeah, the they, had, they, had closed, the they had to walk over this bridge. There's water roaring everywhere. There would there would be days where there would literally be frantically people. And when we were downstairs in particular, because there was the flooding was a problem downstairs. Right. There would be days where people would come in screaming in the middle of the show, "Get the computers off the ground!" Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. We're in the middle of the show here. Right. No, yeah, get the computers off the ground now. We're doing pro radio here. Okay, yeah. Not sure if you're aware. Right. 
All right. Um, I want to first of all commend you. Uh, awesome. For uh, I need as many. Oh, I know. Commends as I, I know. Get. And you might need a few more after this. You might oh. need uh, some more depends. Okay. Uh, uh, eight. Commends. Uh, I know. Oh. Eight year anniversary. Eight of, year. of DrewMorningDish.com. Oh, is that what I said? Yeah. Which it was, was, was great because I was going to actually go visit. It today was. I was asleep. <laughs> for oh, a change. Oh, you mean on Twitter? Yeah. I decided uh, that, that I was going to go. That up. I was going to go visit the website for a change. No problem. And I clicked I know, on I messed it. That up. And this site can't be reached. Because you're celebrating eight years of Drew, Drew Morning Dish. MorningDish.com. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll change that. Which, hey, good news. It didn't lead me to somewhere I didn't want to be. Oh, yeah. I've done so, that before. You got that going I'll for us. I'll fix that. Thank you. Um, eight years, huh? Eight years. Huh? And you haven't ever woken up and been like, why am I still doing this? Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. Gonna say. How many days do you think I've done that? I don't know I mean, how many I have. <laughs> so Lord, I can only I assume mean, it's a similar right. number. And there, are, there are occasions when I, when I wake up and I go... Is today the day? Yeah, right. <laughs> that you just sort of say. Is today? Eh, I'm good. Is today the oh, day I've when had... I when I finally say, eh, you know, eh. eight years of this, it's yep. been awesome, but uh, I think I'm gonna roll here. No, uh, uh, it's. Uh, right. Let me change that to. Oh, yeah, morning. yeah. Get on, get on that. That's um, important. Thank you. Um, um, but no, you know, I mean, I think I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get more. There we go. I'm trying to get more people involved, like from a writing standpoint. Like I've had an Oriole guy this year who's been excellent. Uh, although I'm now I'm following the team, which you yeah, know. I didn't expect. Um, that. Right, yeah, none of us expected to follow. Really the weird team. that you showed up last night with your White Sox hat on, though. Just real weird that you showed up. I would have had night. a Sheets 32 shirt on, like everybody else, if I could have. Of course, he's killing us this week. Of, it course, was, of course, he's got five and, hits and look, in two games. And right, of and, I, and he so does. I sent him this text last night. I said, "If we miss the playoffs by one game, yeah. I'm blaming you." And yeah. He responds, "Ha ha." And then I said. Um, yeah, I, I, some personal stuff. Just said, like, hey, that was an awesome throw from the wall to second, which you almost got Rutschman at second base. And I said, um, you know, hey, you, that was a huge night. I'm sure you were proud and your parents were there. He says, thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. I said, I don't know why Mateo just didn't throw to third on that grounder, which no one knows. He didn't respect your blazing speed. <laughs> Gavin's like, ha, ha, yeah, I guess I would just wanted it more. Um, but he's hitting, like, 500 at Camden Yards. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, well, well last year he that made sense. He said he loves this place. L- last year that made sense because yeah, the Orioles for, stunk. Well, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. the well, first time around. It was like when Paul this Kitson is, came this back. Was, to, this was like when every Baltimore kid came back to play Maryland basketball. Every uh, uh, single Jack McClellan. Uh, the kid from Miami. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Malcolm Delaney. 24 points. Every nine single rebounds. one of them. Every time. Then the next week against Wake Forest, they have two seven points. and two. Yeah, right, right, right. No, he, you know, it is funny. He... Because I've talked to him about this a couple of times. Like, there is something about it. He loves hitting in Camden Yards. He does. He's been, you know, he, he played clear. in a couple of other games there, sure. and then he, he's played for the White Sox. Look, I don't think this is a secret, and he loves Chicago. I mean, from talking to him the last couple of, you know, I text with him regularly. He played in a golf tournament before, obviously, he was a Major League Baseball player. He played in this golf tournament at Deep Creek, which is really where I first met him when he was 13 years old. And... um so I've had a lot of conversations with him. He, he's not ashamed to say, like, he would love to play for the Orioles of course, someday. Of course. He is not Mark yeah, Teixeira, right. who right. acted like he was a Yankees fan. Well, yeah, the Don Mattingly poster he, on his he, wall. He, he, this, he would love to play for the Orioles. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, if he winds up a lifetime Chicago White Sox, I don't think he's going to care, and I think he'd be thrilled, and you'll make a lot of money. And But... He he would love to come here and play someday. Would, There's no it, question about it. It would be a tremendous story. Yeah. It would be a wonderful. I mean, like, he it, is, let me tell you, I, when, when he, he is a great. I reference kid. I don't like talking about you ever, even with people that I know you're friends with. But nice. when he was on the other day, I did reference, like, I brought up the fact that I was so gobsmacked last summer, last fall, 
when we were trying to figure out who might come out to hang out with us for our coat drive, and you were like, well, I'll call Gavin. And I was like, what the hell is he doing here? Like, shouldn't he be in Arizona? Shouldn't he be in... Right. Why would you choose to be here? So I, I said, why? Why in the world? I think I, I, I want to get out of Maryland during the course. You actually have made some money. You have the opportunity right. to go somewhere else. And he's just like, I, this is where I want to be. This he is, is a great I'm- kid, man. I mean, I'm telling you, he, he, he is just a great kid. And he's down to earth. And, you know, if you came back in your next life as a Major League Baseball player, you would want to come back like him. He I'd, just, I'd settle for anybody. No offense. I'd settle for not being a good he, guy. Um, you know, I, I think he was a little bit afraid at the deadline, maybe that he might get dealt. He has enough cachet now that maybe he gets thrown into a deal where the White Sox got a pitcher from someone mm-hmm. and they needed a left-handed bat. And He was a little bit concerned, but... Um, he's had a nice second half. He did not have a very good first half, and obviously he got sent down for eight days. Uh, but he's had a nice second half, and they're using him almost exclusively now against right-handed pitching. And uh, unfortunately, they're not using him much against left-handers, although they left him in last night they did. against Aiken. They did. And I don't know what Mateo was doing there, and that's kind of hard to beat up Mateo for a defensive blunder when he's been Brooks Robinson times two for most of the year. I don't know why I didn't throw, just throw the ball to third base. but um, I think that we're making it seem like it's an easy thing to do to turn in that. In- I think a lot of guys assume. The, the dude, that guy was out. I, you're, you're, you're probably right, but I think it's an easy assumption to make. If I have to turn, I'm going to lose timing on this. Maybe. And then but at then that when point, he came up in the bottom half of the inning, I'm like, oh, here's where it all turns around. Yeah, this well, is like what happens to Odor. Yeah. Every time Odor yeah, he screws does up, something he ends stupid. Up home run 100%. <laughs> no doubt. Which no doubt. is once a night, Correct. pretty much. That's a fact. Um, but, and it looked like he was going to. Yeah, right. Just, that was an insane. I kind of felt that ball was foul. I was there. Yeah. I kind of felt that ball was foul. Well, you're also very old. I don't know how to tell you this, man. Your know, eyes man. are I not. I thought that ball was foul. You're not. You're getting but, up there. Boy, they need it. Chicago, you're talking about needing a win last yeah, night. Well, the Orioles could have used it, too. Not sure if you're I aware. know, but the Orioles have more to back. burn than mm. the White Sox do. Yeah, you've seen, you seen the schedule coming up? I do. I have. I don't think I don't the Orioles are going to do. What? We're going to Houston, and we're going to win okay. two out of three down right. there. You know we're doing that. I had forgotten they were using a six-man rotation, so I was prepared for it to be Voth and Verlander on Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be or not. I think I think we are going to miss him. So I think if they're based, gonna, based if they're going to use all six, then yeah, we would miss. If be. they if they pitch the three of McCullers, Javier, and Urquidy uh, yeah. this weekend, then you would miss Verlander because they go with the six-man Messes rotation. Up the Boy, he's must up the Voth beating a Cy Young. Uh, Dude, I was juice uh, again or something. No, Verlander. Oh my God, what's he doing? It's unbelievable. I mean, what's what is I don't, he doing? How would, how would I know, Drew? You're, He's doing something, though, is, right? Are we all going to agree this on this? Is, this is a statement that Drew has made a million times. Anytime any athlete is having six, I swear to no, God. No, no, no. Not any athlete. Every, how old is this dude? Well, I understand he's 100 years and old. They, and, and he just, his arm just got surgically you reattached last year. said that when Raphael Nadal was 24. You were like, hey. Everybody knows he's on the juice. I mean, come on. Do you think Albert Pujols Who's is Who's not? Person? Is still on steroids? Did you just say that? No, not still, oh. but it is on. <laughs> it is, did you say still on? I mean, I would have a hard. I mean, I would have a. I would take the. I would just do the old Alfred play on Albert. <laughs> I would leave that one alone. There's enough evidence it's a in nice, place. It's a there. Nice story. Yeah, let's just let's correct. just not. Let's just it not. Is, bring it will that be on. interesting to see. Uh, you you still, made the U.S. Senior Open. You better have been on the juice. You, are you, we're not trying. That's correct. He um. It would be interesting to see what would happen if he got to 697 or 98. I mean, I guess there's no real difference between where he is now, 
What's the difference between 93 and 98? I understand what you're saying. If he would come back. He passes A-Rod. Oh, if he would come back next year. Oh, I'm more and more convinced that what he's doing right now, he almost has to come back next year. Well, if you get to 698 home runs. What what does it matter? I think if he gets to 702, he's coming back next year. Okay. Dude, he's been one of the best hitters in baseball for the last few weeks. But he says he isn't. I I know he says he isn't, but you're really going to walk away at... When you're the better, the best hitter in the game, but do they? They don't have a real spot for him either. They didn't really have a spot for him this year, right? These Albert Pujols, they made room, right? I mean, no, they, they right. give him two million bucks. I got a sneaky feeling the Cardinals are going to be tough out in the playoffs. Maybe, really, the team with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado right, right, is going right. to be a tough right. out in the playoffs. But name four other players on yeah, the I team. I hear you. I hear you. Right. I mean, I probably could, but Lars Newtbar. Yeah, that's Not right. You. I do. No, I did. You're know a nerd. Lars Newtbar. We he know has the you best know all the players. Yadier is still there. I do know that. Ozzy uh, Smith, of course. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. McGuire. Yeah. That McGuire's having all a hell the, of a year. All the cards. No, yeah, that McGuire. Know, Gibson oh, on the mound. Right. How are you going to lose when you got Gibson on the mound? And Stan the man. Yeah, I mean, right. come on. What a team. Right. I saw this stat last night that I can't get over. It cannot be true. And there's a lot of crazy baseball stats, right? Barry Bonds went 463 without, consecutive at-bats without swinging and missing it. Two straight pitches. Bizarre. Greg Maddox in his entire career got a, went 197 times 3-0, and not intentional. So 197 times Ever. in his entire career, yeah. he got to 3-0. I saw some weird stat, and I don't remember. Which is weird because I didn't think he pitched for 197 seasons, yeah, right. but he won three those first right, three games. Right, so. right. But he also, there was the, the Tony Gwynn. Struck out. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like I know four times I know against Clavin Maddox to. and yeah. Smoltz or something. Yeah. Here's one that I cannot believe is true. I can't believe it's okay. true. How many in 1977? How many consecutive complete games? Consecutive okay. complete games. Did did Frank Tanana pitch? <laughs> Why do you know this? I don't know. Twelve. Actually, this is really funny. That was the number I was going to guess. <laughs> Friggin' fourteen. <laughs> Okay, now, real question. 14! Like, did he give up five runs in a few of those, and they just said, get back out there, Frank? no idea. (laughs) He pitched 14 consecutive complete games. Do you know how many complete games Jim Palmer had in his career? A billion. 221! Correct. I mean, come on. In his career! The game was a little bit different then, Drew. I I know. What, their arms were different? Well, yes. 221 complete games. I I hear you, man. Some guys don't make... 221 starts. All right, I want you to do an impression for me. Okay. Because we, uh, un- unfortunately, we had How's to book- Jerry doing, by the way? Um, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, I want you to do an impression for me, um, but we're not going to say who you're doing an impression of. You were coming in to sit in on the show, and I tried to clear it out so that we didn't have guests scheduled, but ultimately we had to put Rob Ambrose on uh, here coming up in about five minutes. So I want you to do the impression of the person that found out that we booked a guest for when they were coming in to do the show. I'm I'm thinking of this now. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Do you do you remember? Go go through the whole thing again. Okay. So I wanted you to come so in. So Rob's coming on. Rob's going to come on. Five I, minutes. I had tried to plan for you to be here when there wouldn't be a guest. I, I understand. Because I'm embarrassed by you. I understand. But it didn't work out that way. So I, I got now I, I got to carry the I had to the Rob yeah, Ambrose interview. Correct. Okay. I had to put a guest on. Okay. When you were in studio. Okay. And it reminded me of someone that would come in studio that would get very angry. Whenever we would book a guest oh. during their time oh. in the studio. Oh, and this is actually symbolic today. Yeah, because it's the eight-year anniversary of Bruce Morning Dish. It's true, which happened because he the, he would say, 
dude, what is this? <laughs> what? You you had me. You had me come in. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to listen to I'm gonna have to listen to Dennis Wolf talk about basketball. Yeah. I don't even know who I don't even know who this guy is. No one knows who he is. He was furious that I booked Raleigh Massimino. Right. Who, by the way, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. Won a national championship. Correct. Pretty significant right, 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 career. Right, right. Yeah, he would say Pretty legendary. I don't understand. Yeah. You wanted me to come in and yeah. talk, and now you're gonna have this basketball. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna you were gonna say the other thing he would say. Go ahead. I'm way more important. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. I'm more important than Raleigh Massimino. I'm way more important than right. Raleigh Massimino. Well, Massimino's. the good news is there is no one. You, it's unlikely. I, sh- I shouldn't say no one. It's unlikely you could find someone more important than Robbie Ambrose. Oh, what are you, why are you kissing ass now? What is that all uh, about? Dude's a co- coach at Towson. He's been uh, there 35 years. It's been a while now. It has been a while. Right. Joining us now here on GCR as they get ready to start their season. He is, of course, the football coach at Towson University. He is our friend, Mr. Rob Ambrose, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Rob, it's 2022, and you're talking to Glenn Clark and Drew Forrester because literally what happened to your career? Time, time is a flat what circle. What happened to your career? <laughs> Dude, what is going on with oh. you guys this morning? <laughs> well, I mean, this morning. It's a, thir- <laughs> it's a thirsty Thursday here, Coach, if you know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I Evidently, mimosas were the, the call. Great oh, job, guys. Man. Great job. Towson will be at Bucknell next Saturday to open things up, and then the big one the following Saturday is they host Morgan State in the battle for greater Baltimore. Um, what? The, how the hell do you keep doing this finding quarterbacks in the middle of nowhere? How do you keep <laughs> what, what, like? Are you just some sort of like quarterback whisperer that you wake up every June and you're like, I'm finding a dude. This is the <laughs> way it's gonna go. How does this keep happening? Uh, well, there's lots of talent out there, no lots of people, and to be honest, we've been looking under rocks for every recruit since I've been here. Just leave, leave no stone unturned. Keep looking, keep grinding, and find the guy that fits us and uh we've been lucky i went to from a point to being eh, so so in the spring to uh, i got a great problem to have this fall yeah a real great problem to have tell me about tyrell specifically like how did that come about how did it work out uh, what were those conversations like that 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 he of course everybody around here is familiar with them and it's a hell of a talent how did it all come together he had some knowledge of us. He's a well-journeyed journeyman all yes. across the country and a lot of programs. And, you know, with with the advent of COVID and everything, it's, you know, I, I coach professional football. I coach, you know, 27, 28, 29-year-old football players now instead of 18-year-olds. So it, it's a great and exciting time for us. You know, he's brought, well, obviously talent, but he's bringing experience. And I got two guys that have a, the greatest amount of experience that's probably ever been in the quarterback room ever with he and Tyler Johnson. Tyler's got two C Conference USA titles under his belt, and he's just looking to take another another snap at quarterback. So competition is fierce, but it's also talented. I was going to let you explain Tyler Johnson next, but I, I guess we'll go from the, So what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? When you, when you have two seriously experienced quarterbacks, are either one of them like, hey, man, I'm, I, I came here because I thought I was supposed to be playing. I didn't think I was supposed to be competing. Is there any awkwardness that comes from that? It's- not at all, but that also comes from the conversations that happen before they come here. Okay. Like, it, I don't, it wouldn't matter who you are. You don't get promised a job. you got to earn it, period. And what you've done before doesn't have any true indication of what you're going to do tomorrow. So you're going to have to put it, put it on tape here in front of teammates and coaches. And it's not just those two that legitimately now. I have I got six quarterbacks in that room, and four and a half of them are ready to be starters right now. 
So really, it's just a matter of who's going to be the most consistent guy and who's not going to let go of the horns once they take him. Of course, since you're on with, with Drew and I, this is where you're going to make the announcement, obviously, because we've been, we've been friends for a long time, and I think you would say we've always been I good with you. you like, I swear, I love when you guys do everything. So, you guys, you gonna, just said I coached here for 30 years. <laughs> Have I ever told you who like the it. quarterback is before the season started? Yeah, but I feel like at this point maybe we've earned something, Rob. Like, I just feel like maybe, I, I mean, no offense to everybody else in town, I know you got other friends, but I, who's been better friends than we have been over the years? Come on. I no, feel but like, you guys are amazing. You truly uh, are. I, but, uh, but truth be told, my wife doesn't even know who the starter is. Well. That's a, that's probably a mistake on your part. I've met your wife. You you should probably let her know. You should probably <laughs> let her know. Uh, as we get closer to the first game, maybe. Uh, Coach, what's um? I, I, this may be Pandora's box here, but the NIL thing, all the changes, has that done anything? You know, for you personally as a coach, like has it changed anything for you? Is it another thing you got to worry about? Do you just throw that? out and say, you know, the, the school will handle all of the, you know, whatever the bells and whistles are of the kids getting their deals. How, how is that all unfolded? Because it's obviously totally new territory. It, it, it exists. It's a problem. I say it's a problem. It's a good problem. Um, you know, as, as problems go, the transfer portal is a greater beast far and beyond, uh, especially at this level than NIL is. Now, it's still, it's still an issue, and it's something that's going to have to be addressed, but it's more like you know, there's not going to be anybody at the FCS level that's getting paid hundreds of thousand dollars. They're just not going to. Now, though, they may be good enough, and this is where the transfer portal plays into this, they may be good enough to basically be bought by a Power 5 team, and that's a legitimate possibility moving into the future. Like, our, our rosters at this level will change because of NIL. We're basically, you, can't, you combine NIL with the transfer portal and no rules really no rules whatsoever uh, it's the wild wild west so people can just come pluck your guy come pay for your guys you can grow them you can you know learn them you can get them to grow up and play football and get a degree and, and get bigger faster and stronger and then when they do somebody's going to come off our money to leave so uh the world that we live in now the, or the world that we previously lived in in reference to 1A, 1AA football and all that you can throw all that stuff out the door this is as close we've monetized college football so the future, at least for the next three to five years, is going to be a completely up and down, rocky, earthquake looking, you know, you're not going to be able to, you're going to look at kids going, what, what program is he at? He's at three different programs in three years. Right. You know, so we'll see. I mean, or, or maybe seven, uh, like some guy. Oh, good, well, you know, yeah, I've said this before, that there's already, there's already been an issue yeah. where, where an individual has signed an NIL deal in a different city. And then one week later, he transfers from his old school to that new school. Right. right. So, the, like, like, so the deal happened first. <laughs> the deal happened first. Yeah, sure. Yes. Right. Okay. And that's and that's going to happen. And now that's at the upper level. You know, that's the upper levels. But here's the perfect example of how this may blow up. Look at the kid from LSU who walked away from football. He's got a million dollar NIL deal that is not tied to him being able to play football. So those that company just invested in that kid in that kid's future. He just walked away from football, and they're stuck with the bill. So you know, there's lots of unintended consequences that are going to happen, and it's going to be a wild. Why you guys are going to have a lot to cover? Seriously, awesome. you have a lot to talk awesome. about. How's the CAA? What's the skinny there? And tell us who stinks and who's good. Well, we grew. The conference just keeps growing. Every time I turn around, we add somebody else. 
and and the and the distance in between is getting bigger. I think we just picked up Campbell for twenty twenty three, and we picked up Hampton. You know, uh, Stony Brook ended up being a or Stony Brook and Albany ended up being full members and everything, yeah. which they weren't in other sports. And um, it, it's pretty wild with JMU's out. Um, right. The only the only team that I know that's a that shame, pays, isn't, it? isn't that a shame, JMU? I know you're devastated by that. Well, no, I actually think it's bad, it's bad for the conference. Right. Anytime, anytime a good team in your, you know, I thought when UMass left, it was bad for the conference. Right. That, that's a that's a historic FCS one double A team that's done incredible things, and it's kind of like the pillar or the foundation of the old Yankee conference or the whatever you know whatever we call that thing. So, you know, JMU's gone. You know, Delaware, um, Delaware and Villanova are supposedly the team to beat. You know, Delaware's the we pay cost of attendance, and the, you know, there's a couple other tool schools in there paying it a little bit here and there. But the, nobody was nobody's dumping money into the program like JMU was. Right. Like, so they're out. It might you could say it might add a little bit of parity, but you're bringing in good you know modest or good football team from the Big South, and they're going to compete. Hampton's a good football team, so you know, yes, what the conference is going to be this year, I, I'd say of all the years. Any of that preseason stuff, that pretty much goes out the door. You're talking about graduating one and a half to two classes of kids for COVID, but having leftover classes. And then the transfer. Like, there's a whole bunch of kids on everybody's roster that nobody knows about yet, and you're not going to know until you play games. So right. uh, it's going to be it's wide open. they got to put something out there for preseason. But uh, in the end, it'll always be the same thing. Who's, what's the team that stays the healthiest the longest? Have you have you guys? I'm going to use the word recovered. Has has your program recovered from 2020 yet, Rob? Like, is this the year that the egg, whatever you lost, whatever it's all come out in the wash, and you've been able to have a completely normal preparation, and and everything's good. Close, close. The the the, the backlog of extra year football players and not being able to sign kids from high school. Is re- is created a mess that's still going to take a couple years to to sift out where the kids aren't COVID kids anymore. Like I got a kid, so, you know, we do introductions every night, and uh, one kid stands up and goes, "Hey, you know, I'm in my um, I'm a, I'm a senior going into my senior year academically, but I have three more years of eligibility." <laughs> and I turned and looked at that kid and went, "Holy God, <laughs> really?" <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the case. And when you if you ask me what year is a kid now. Or any any college coach in America, what year is a kid now? He's not going to be able to tell you right. where he is academically and where he is athletically are so far removed because you're still living under the the remnants of of the, what's left over from COVID. So it's still going to take a couple of years for all that to settle out. I, I guess internally, do do you feel like more like they, it's settled for you? To be, and because it feels like I'm making an excuse for the guy that you guys went four and seven a year ago, but I can only imagine how difficult no. it was, right? Like, I I can't think that it was easy coming off everything that you guys had gone through. Do you feel like it's past the point where, hey, this impacts us? This might have a direct result on our record this season. Oh, I, uh, nah, it's a, well, actually, in that it really doesn't matter. Okay, like it does, you know, the the playing field is a playing field. You know, somebody with the national championship game when the the turf was a disaster, <laughs> right, and, and, right. and you know every every ESPN TV commercial had 200 people out there picking up divots. And, it's the only way they could beat you. In. So, it, so it did. Well, yeah, but it, but they played on it too. You know, so there's no excuse in that. You know, we weren't prepared for that. Nobody would be, and they adjusted better. They they played on it too, and they beat us. So you know, whatever the playing field is, the playing field is, and it's our job to adapt on the fly. Um, 
we did some things pretty good last year coming out of COVID. And we did some things not well enough, and clearly we needed to improve. And we've been excited about preparing for this season since January. Here's my dumb guy take about having followed your program for a long time. It seems like your best teams have been when you've been most confident at quarterback. Is that a fair statement to say? And does that give you more confidence going into this season? Well, Glenn, I love you. I do. So what I'm about to say, please know that... He's calling, that. It's okay. He's calling the, dumb. It's okay. In the most loving way possible. Hey, you just described every football team in okay. the history I of under, America I, at I, any I, level. I know you're right you about that. Win, you can't win consistently right. if you don't have good quarterback play. But period. I need you to say it is the point, right? Like, I need you to... Like if I, they don't run that quote on... Like, if I say, hey, I think Towson can be better because I think they've got better quarterback play, nobody cares about that. I need it to be coming from you. I can tell you how to, Coach. I can tell you how to be better. Yeah. Do you want to know? Oh, I hire you as a long snapper. No, no, no. I, that was. No, he I still thinks he can kick. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, Coach, because it's right here. It's in your backyard. You just need more Coward Hall kids. That's all you need. I just need more Coward Hall kids. That's all you need. Can, you guys, you, know, you guys are really funny. Like, you know, I need more yeah. Coward Hall kids. And on the whole, you need <laughs> most parents do not pay the amount of money that they pay for kids to go to MIAA schools so they can turn around and go to college in the back in their backyard. It just doesn't. People don't understand. Like, why don't you have more Gilman kids? And what? Right. Because I mean, they're all at Princeton. Gilman. Right. Yeah, that's right. You don't pay sixty thousand dollars to go to high school, so you turn around and go to your local college. Right. <laughs> but no, the kids that the kids. Kids who have come and have stayed and worked really hard from those schools have done really, really well. And, I, you know, we keep, we keep recruiting them, but it's a little bit like banging your head against the wall. Right. All right. One serious one. Your defense a year. I know Towson football, like you guys are always going to – I've watched you for forever. There's going to be a lot of points scored, and sometimes the point total is not going to define the defense. But is it fair to say you're going to need more from that side of the ball this year than you got last year if things are going to turn around? Most definitely, and we will. I, like I'm, I'm more, I'm more impressed with our two deep than I think I have been in a long, long time, and it's, it's really it more. And the talent is nice, you know. The talent's great. You don't get in the room without the talent. But this time around, I'm more impressed with the people that we've we brought in, and for us to have 50 plus new guys in a span of a year to be able to meld together and make a college football team is, you know, it's relatively unheard of. And the kids are doing a fantastic job. They spend time getting to know each other, realizing that for them to be successful, they have to know each other. It's not just football. And it really makes the days fun. Like, it's fun to coach this. And I, I've never done it. I thank God, thank God I'm a son of a high school coach where you're used to, you're used to getting new kids and, you know, every year's a new year. And you just never know what's going to happen based on who comes in your school and who goes out of your school. And, you know, I know guys that are silver spoon guys that, you know, they've, they've lived at the 1A level their whole life. And if you had to deal with this kind of insanity, their, their structured way of doing things just wouldn't fit. You've got to be able to adapt. And, and the kids and the staff have really, really done a great job. You remember we used to do this every week? How did that ever work? How did you ever put up with this? We every gave him week. what we. Like, I don't even remember what we gave him. Seventy grand, eighty yeah, grand. That's He's like, what I, I got to get up for this. Okay, seventy grand. What? Yeah. what <laughs> is it toothpicks you sent me? Or toilet paper? What is this? Grand? Those were the yeah, old. I had grand, I had, I had those, a grand old time. Those were the good old days, though. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those were the good old days. Those are the good days. Towson opens up on the road at Bucknell next Saturday. And then, of course, Morgan State, which should be an awesome Saturday night 
at uh, United Stadium on September 10th, a night you will definitely want to be there, TowsonTigers.com. Rob Ambrose, appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you for doing Thanks. this as always. Let's talk soon, all right? <laughs> My pleasure. Coach, Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great weekend. Let's play golf soon. Love it. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, soon? You, what, do you, what do you call soon? Yeah. 2023? Right. No, come on. Next Tuesday. Are you aware after- of what he does for a living? <laughs> I got a time next Tuesday afternoon. I'll Get see you at the it. club. Yeah, okay. No problem. <laughs> see you, Rob. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks bud. Yeah. Yeah. There he goes. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> At one point in there, I actually felt, it felt like when we would have Caliendo on, and he would just right. be like, "I don't know why I do this." Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you said that. Like we had him on every week, every week, every and you would typically watch the games. Yeah, I went to all the games. I was at that point not watching. We had Randy Monroe on every Friday. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and and the team was four twenty six, and Randy would say, "Yeah." I think we're really close. Yeah, just I, I, almost, I, almost there to turn it around. I, remember the one time he, at UMBC he took he took all their names <laughs> off right. their jerseys. That's right. That did happen. Took all their names off their jerseys. I did. They well, came you, in. You, and, you know what? You know where Monroe screwed up. He never brought us over to to do the to, motivational to, speech correct. like Phil Stern did. Correct. You saw what that got Phil. <laughs> um, Randy Monroe. They would be four twenty six, and Randy would come on every Friday. He did every Friday. One hundred percent. How'd it go last night, Coach? Well, lost by thirty one. But I tell you what. <laughs> The first six minutes, we think were, about this, we guys. Right in there. First six minutes, yeah. we're winning 14-13. Yep. Against the team, by the way, that lost by seven to Kentucky two weeks ago. Yep. That's right. That's right. You, the first six minutes, we were right there with Right them. there. Right there, battling. Right well, there, Coach, battling. it was 40-20 at the half. Why can't we get Rob to tell us who the quarterback's going to be? Why can't? I don't even know if he knows. Like, if I said to him right now, dude, after you tell them. He knows. Come over and tell me. He knows. Right? Like, you think that, I feel like we've earned that. <laughs> Like, I feel like, what's Rob Long going to do that for him? Right. Come on, man. Like, I feel like we've earned that much. God, Randy Monroe, uh, man, I, that that was so much fun. Was it? <laughs> Every <laughs> Friday. <laughs> what's going on, coach? It's fun. all good. It's fun. <laughs> all right, guys, we lost 11 in a row. But, you know, you're, yeah. we're right there. But Drew. you're fighting. We're right there. It's a shame we couldn't And have they went to the NCAA tournament they, one year with they him. They did. They did. Coach did. Well, I mean, the players are pretty important. <laughs> they, they played a That's role That's still in that. one of the greatest no, I, sporting you. events yeah, I've I, ever I attended. I hear you. When they beat Hartford. And you and yeah. I were sitting in the far right corner of the rack, and it was filled. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, I did this list recently of like events that matter to me. Oh, that's one of my top that, ten. That don't matter to the same way to other people. Sure. That I'm like... And I, I talk about Reggie Holmes' night at Morgan State. Oh my gosh! Where I'm like, you'll never. If you weren't there, you'll never understand it. No you'll doubt. never. When he understand. got to like twenty, when he, I think he needed thirty-one points that night to break the record. Yeah. And when he got to like twenty, yeah, it, it, the place just it was, turned it was on nuts. Fire. It was bonkers. It was bonkers inside that building that night. It's one of my favorite nights that it I've was ever, I've ever had. It was incredible at a local sporting event. Was being there that night and experiencing that. It was just, it was spectacular. Yep. It was, it was outstanding. I reference a game that Loyola in the pat the year that they went to the tournament, uh, when they were doing the Friday night games at Loyola, and they played Iona and Tim Cluse at the height of Iona, and that place was like somebody was sitting on my shoulders. It was so packed that night. I reference that all the time. I'm like, that to me right. is what this is all about. Like, right. don't get me wrong, going to games, you know, it's, it's a special thing, but. Hell, when there were 40,000 people at an Orioles game a couple weeks ago, I was like, wow, right. you can still do this? They had about 8,000 there last night. Um, they announced I, 12. but there were, They announced there, 12 there, on, there you know, been, I was there Tuesday. They announced 12, but I thought they were legitimately 12. Like, maybe I just thought that because I took the light rail in and it was it was it it really was packed. Um, and it was a stunningly loud 
12,000 people. Like right. There was nobody there. There was also. somehow an atmosphere there on Tuesday. Despite there were the a lot of, I will say, and I get it, it's end of the summer, maybe it's a good midweek destination. There were a lot of White Sox fans there last night. It's weird. I don't know about that on it's Tuesday. Weird. But there were a I lot of White Sox fans there last I mean, night. I mean, I didn't see them. And, and some of them may be Gavin Sheet fans, but there were a lot of White Sox fans. Hundreds in their jerseys. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, yep. That's cool. Um, when we come back in, I'll let you explain to me what happened this week in golf. I'll let you explain the whole, I, I mean, the, not, I the, not the Monday night thing, because who cares about that? That thing's terrible. I, mean, that's I don't a, know that's what a, on a, earth. That's a, well, I mean, there's nothing else going on on Monday night, so they just figure people will watch anything. Like, I get it. <laughs> I, I don't care. Nobody cares about that. I right. mean, the other stuff. We'll talk about that. I haven't read up much on it, so I'm going, I, I am, though. You know you host Fairways and Greens. I, I believe I heard you're getting two hours this I Sunday. I am, because you guys are. Well, I've got a Loyola soccer game on Sunday, oh, gotcha. so I, I needed a little. <laughs> Boy, I got all sorts of schedule changes coming up. Um, so I think you probably should know about it before I know. You, you host your radio show I know. for two I'm, hours I'm talking read about, about it right golf. Now. I would encourage. Not that I I'm here busy. to tell you how to live your I life. Was busy yesterday. Were you? I was. Were you? All right, we'll do that when we come back in. Today's show is also brought to you by. Ooh, how about this one's brought to you by the five the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. It's the place to be for every major event, including the start of football season. Be thinking about your weekly plans. I don't know where it is that you go with your friends to hang out, watch Ravens games, watch Monday night games, watch Thursday night games, whatever it is. But I know you'd have a better time in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel with the great food from sports and social. Hell, even Drew came down there and hung out with me once. Uh, for Master Sunday, we were hanging out. Oh, that out. was a blast. It was a great time, yeah, right? That was a blast. It's a 100-foot media wall. Yeah. Like You yep. don't miss anything at all. Yep. The food's excellent. No, that, that was a lot of fun. You get up. You get your bets in. Now you don't even have to do that because the bet pads come right to you. FanDuel Sportsbook, live casino and hotel. Email events at sportssocialmd.com to reserve your spot. Drew Forrester's here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out. Plus, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The 2022 Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite continues on Saturday, September 10th with the Struts post-game concert. After the O's take on the Boston Red Sox, stay to watch the Struts perform live from the infield. Concert admission is open to all fans who attend the game with the option to add special on-field access for just $25. With hit singles like Kiss This and Could Have Been Me, this is one Saturday night at the yard you can't miss. Buy now at Orioles.com slash music. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Back in here on GCR, Glenn Clark, Drew Forrester, hanging out with us this morning from DrewsMorningDish.com. Uh, before the show wraps up today, Jared Patterson, running back for the Commanders, of course, Pilati alum. He will check in with us ahead of Saturday night when they will take on the Ravens. All right, uh, I will give you s- some leeway here to explain to me what the PGA Tour actually announced, what impact it might have, does any of this matter whatsoever in the big picture? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Uh, that's our I resident think, golf guy, Drew Ford. No, I think what they're, they're, they've really done two things. They're, they're going to make it extraordinarily lucrative for the best 20 players. Right. They're going to make it um, much more financially reasonable for the bottom seventy-five players, so essentially, and, and here's how the, they're going to the do twenty it. players have to play in a certain number. Of tw- okay, so they're going to they're going to take they're going to they're basically going to take twenty tournaments, sixteen of which stay the same. Mm-hmm. The majors, all of the what they call their invitationals, which are are in a Palmer's tournament, the Genesis Jack's tournament at Muirfield, the um, what might have been the WGC events, like the match play, um, and then the FedEx Cup events. Mm-hmm. They're going to take those. Those are all going to stay the same. Every year, they're going to take four other events and give them what they call elevated status. So one year, it might be the John Deere. So as an example, John Deere, which generally is played before the British Open, and a lot of guys pass on it. Okay. Uh, because they want to be over there sure. getting ready. Sure. What they're going to wind up doing is they'll move the John Deere three weeks earlier and the Valspar in, ta- in Tampa in March, they'll move those events around and they'll say in 2024, Valspar and John Deere are elevated events. Okay. And that guarantees, because right now no one plays the Valspar. Correct. It comes too close to the Masters. 
right after the Players' Championship, and the only guys that play in it are the Troy Merritts of the world and the Denny McCarthys and those guys. They're going to elevate those events once every four years, and they'll just move them around. All right? So they're going to make the top 20 guys pretty much play in all 20. But they're also going to pay them crazy amounts of money for playing well. Okay? So that's number one. Then they're going to take the players, the the. I don't want to say the bottom feeders because that's really the wrong term. They're going to take this subset of players from year to year who aren't making five hundred grand or more, and when they play and miss a cut, they're going to give them $5,000. Okay. So they're at, going at, to at effectively least give them a draw yeah. of five hundred grand and say, if you don't earn five hundred, we'll make it up to you at the end of the year. Okay. So you, we're going to take the amount of money you make and the amount of missed cuts you make, and let's pretend that's four hundred and twenty grand. We're going to give you eighty thousand dollars at the end of the year, as long as you remain a member in good standing, and you finish out the season. We'll we'll, we'll make that up to you. But are you guaranteed to keep your spot on the tour? Or? Well, no. Yeah. You, you you might not. Right. Right. You might have to go back through the process again. Right. So, I I don't. That's the one thing I don't like. I've always subscribed to this. If you want to get into the top twenty or the top fifty, it's a very simple way to do it. Play better. No one's got to give you any money. No one's mm-hmm. holding a gun to your head to tell mm-hmm. you to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. You you want to do it. Tell my Coward Hall kids well, but, this every winter, you wanted to play Coward Hall golf. I, I, but, but you and I have talked about this before. The idea being that it's the players that complain about, like, if I go and make it, that one of the advantages of the live is I'm guaranteed to make money no matter what. Well, right? It's a salary. Like, I'm guaranteed that. Whereas I could go play in one of these tournaments, have a bad weekend, and then I make no money whatsoever. Right. So it guarantees your ability to make money, but it doesn't make it so that it's all an exhibition. You still have to perform in order to stay on the tour. Right. In and, order to... And the way they've structured it now, it's pretty simple. If you don't finish in the top 70, you are really in jeopardy of having to go back to ground zero mm-hmm. and start again. Okay. So top 70 is paramount. So like all the guys that played in the BMW mm-hmm. last week at Wilmington, those guys would be safe yep. for the next season. Yep. Everyone outside of that, not safe. Okay. Now you got to go back and and get status. That's always the key word. What's your status? Like where where do you rank? What you know? What's your what's your points list number? So, um, I I you know I understand what they're trying to do. I I get it. They're trying to keep the best players here. I get that obviously. Um, they are not rescinding or renouncing their 501c3 stuff, the charitable thing. There were some rumors that Tiger went in there with a, this grand plan to make it a business, and J.P. Mm-hmm. McManus would put up $10 billion or whatever. They're not doing that. Um, I don't think they could. I think their accountants told them right away, no, no, no. Right. You, you, right. You need yeah, to, yeah. We, we, we can't be a business. Right. I don't want to do that. Um, Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Right. So, um, I, I, I mean, I, I think any. Th- I think it's good anytime the best players play in a, in a tournament that is a real golf tournament. I don't think what they're doing at Live is real. I've said that before. I don't think a 54-hole event where there isn't a cut and where players are guaranteed money, I don't think that's a golf tournament. I think it's golf. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an exhibition. I, I don't right. think what Tiger and Rory... What, what Tiger and Rory are doing, and they are without question the two top needle movers in golf, what they're doing is... Interesting to him, to, to I, Griffin. It, I don't even know that it is. It's interesting though. to Ethan. 
Is it? It's interesting to my high school Re- kids. Really, they're interested in that? Yeah, because it's tech. It's it's a video it's game simulator. It's, a, it's right, right, yeah, right. Okay. Um, it doesn't interest me at all. Zero. I mean, I I can seriously right. see myself not watching it at all. Um, what I thought they were going to do, and this is. Uh, this is the plan I thought they were going to hatch, is I thought those two would spearhead the old Shell's wonderful world of golf. Mm-hmm. I thought Tiger and Rory would run it. I don't know if you remember this. You, you, you probably do, and you might have followed it even because you were on the air. Do you remember when they played the big match at the end of the year, the one year at Bighorn, mm-hmm. and they had the lights on the last mm-hmm. four holes, and Duvall played maybe Tiger. I think, but Duvall played. I remember specifically Duvall played, and they played the last four holes under the lights. You want to do a prime time that, golf thing? Yes. That was really cool, really cool. I remember a lot of people being into it. Right. I do remember that. That that yeah. was really cool, right? So I thought what Tiger and Rory were going to do was something like that, where they where they are playing in at Sherwood or wherever they were playing. They were playing at Sherwood that year, not Bighorn, but they're out in California. It's a four o'clock start. In California in yeah. November, it's warm, but it gets dark at six, and it's seven in Baltimore, and it's seven in New York City, mm-hmm. and they were going to play Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, and it would be Tiger and JT versus Rory and his player, and they would play the last four holes in the dark, and there would be lights, and I thought, you know, every Monday night, you pick two different kids, and this week it's Spieth and Scheffler again, eh, I don't know, I might have some merit. But this thing where you're in a you're at Top Golf right. and you're hitting into a, right. it's a screen, yes. like it's just, yes, uh, that just doesn't interest me. But it might interest my high school team, All right. All right. for if sure. You say so. I'd- I I don't know. But they've clearly identified what they would consider a niche, right? They've they've identified this market of this is what people do. They go to Five Iron, which is mm-hmm. an awesome place in downtown Baltimore. You get your buddies together. You all bring your clubs, and you get some beer, and you hit golf balls right. into Pebble Beach. Right. Right. I get it. I get it. I just I wouldn't want to watch other people do it. I, I'm right. the same way. I, I do it. But I'm, I, but I get it. I'm not, I don't watch Rory's video games. Names, like other people watch video games. Right. I understand When that. you see Tiger and Rory's names attached yeah. to it, you just presuppose, oh, well, this is going to kick ass. But I just yeah, don't think it, it, I, I don't I mean, think it's going to. It, it didn't come off that way to me by any stretch me of the imagination. And I'm a golfer. But I, look, I, I get I'm the wrong I'm the wrong person for any of this. I wouldn't watch Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy play golf on a Monday night. So right. I'm well, certainly you're not going weirdo. to watch. Right. Well, no, um, I'm I, there's a lot of us. <laughs> believe it or um, not. But I think that not the, sure if you're aware the US Open starts on, on uh, Monday. So no, we got just had it. We, no, we've got we've got plans. Matt Fitzpatrick won We've got plans for the next two weeks. I think look I've always so this st- is look. Uh, the real questions are: Is this going to stop guys from going to live? Yes. Okay. It will. Cameron Smith's going to go. What, he's still going to go. Right. But what it also is going to do is potentially create. There will be some guys that might say, "Hey, I wouldn't mind coming back." Right. Not that the and, top guys don't have a and choice. And they've already addressed it. The, Monahan's already addressed it yesterday by saying, "We're not taking any of them back. They're suing us." That's what he said. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to go to Dustin Johnson and say, take your name off the lawsuit, mm-hmm. and you can come back. That's mm-hmm. what I think they're going to do. But didn't those guys sign like... No doubt. Like multi-year, yes, yes, yes. you can't and they get got the out money. of it. And they got the money. So I, like, I don't know if those guys can come back, but Probably other, not. other guys that got you know not, not. not Dustin Johnson money... But I think what like they've if, done on the tour... Answer wanted to come right. back. I think what they've done on the tour, though, is the same thing virtually every other league does. 
they play too many games. Mm-hmm. Football used to be 14. Got to make it 16. Yeah, I don't know if people now, like football. They, I, I they know, should keep but, playing. But more games. look, the truth is, and 17 is a stupid number. The truth is if they get to 18 or 20, at, at some point it yeah. just becomes too many. Baseball's the same way. Right? Well, I, we agree on that. Baseball's we agree the same on way. baseball. Golf, there, are, there probably are too many tournaments. Well, there's definitely too many tournaments. Right? There was a tournament that they let Fred but, Funk make a cut at like 70 years old a couple years ago. Th- there, there are too many, but that's what they do for the lower half of the guys. Right. So they Here's say your to, chance to make they money. They say too. to Troy Merritt or right. Denny or Maverick Neely, "This is your, your you've been complaining because you can't get in the Players Championship. Here's how you get in the Players: Go to uh, Winnipeg, mm-hmm. win this tournament here, mm-hmm. make your seven hundred eighty grand, and by the way, now you're in. Right. But you got to go all the way up there to Canada, and you right. you you got to go win. Well, somebody's got to go. Right. We have a tournament there, right? right? Like some right. somebody's got to be there. And, and I know guys that are right in this. I know guys that are in this sphere right now. If you say to one of these kids on the Corn Ferry Tour, there's a PGA Tour event next week. It's in Montana. Uh, the purse is, you know, $14 million. And the winner gets $1.7 million, And you get to go in the Masters. And you get... They're going. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. will always be guys to fill yeah. 144 spots. Right. You're, you're playing golf tournament, and there's a prize... Right. Attached. Correct. I'll be there. Correct. So, they, I think they play too many, but I understand why they do it. They, they're, they're, they've just watered it down to the point now where a guy like McElroy never, as I used the Valspar earlier, never goes to Tampa. Right. Or right? Why, he wouldn't come play in. The, He's not going to go play John Deere the, or the event that was down in D.C. Right. right. He might have played in that actually, but the timing of it was better for him. He, he, he actually, I think, did play there this year. But um, really? but that's because he was supposed to play in the one in Charlotte, and they moved it to. Oh, well, got They it. moved it to Maryland. Got it. But um, I, you know. I, okay. This was not the same tournament. This is as not the, right. Right. The old um. So we're, we'll see. I, I I get what they're doing, right? They're 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 trying to keep the the most amount of quality that they can, and I get it. They're trying to do it with money. I get it. They're trying to elevate the status of these events. I get it. Um, it, it just the only thing that matters in golf are the major championships. I mean, they can create the players kind of matters. Mm-hmm. The this week matters. This tour championships interesting, no question. It's interesting, but the only thing that really matters are the four majors. Sure, uh, let's be honest. Correct. I mean, that's yes, that's what matters, a hundred percent. But to them. The other thirty matter well, a lot because it's that, how they make their money. Well, but also to the people that really care about golf. To you, that's the, that is, and I accept this, right? Like I really cared about the tennis tournament in Cincinnati last week. It was a big deal to me. The tennis tournament. Nobody in Cincinnati. else cares. I, that's the point. You have right. to care about tennis. But here's who does care, and this is the thing that they're trying to. Well, the accomplish. people in Cincinnati care a lot, well, right? And but here's the thing they're trying to accomplish. That, and I keep using Denny because he's the one guy that keeps coming right. to my mind because he's from here, and I you know very loosely know him, like. Denny wants to win golf tournaments. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Denny wants to win a major championship. He's got every aspiration. Kind of flirted with one. He yeah, this year. He he has every aspiration that all the top that Scotty Scheffler has. Mm-hmm. Every aspiration. Sure. But he also knows if I never do win the U.S. Open or the Masters or the PGA, or whatever, all I really want is the nine thousand dollar a month pension level. The thirteen thousand dollar a month pension level. The twenty one thousand dollar a month pension level. Like. I got to keep making cuts. Every sixty cuts I make, mm-hmm. I'm in another level. Like that's what they. A lot of these guys are in it for the legacy because they're great players. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are in it because they don't want to go make three hundred grand doing something else. Right. 
Right, I they, get they, it. They I don't want an eighty thousand dollar a year job. Is, look, I, I am willing, even as somebody who doesn't care about golf. I, I went out and I felt it last year. I get it. There was a real thing that occurred right. at Caves last year. That was a real legitimate. Right. That I'm not trying to, to to say this disparagingly to other people. That wasn't the PLL. That was a legitimate, major, right. incredible event that lifted the entire community, had an economic impact, and was good for a lot of people involved. When the tennis tour goes to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is the wrong, Cincinnati is a huge event. Everybody plays at the tennis tournament in Cincinnati. Right. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, right. everybody plays that event. It's the tune-up for the the U.S. Open. When they go to Delray Beach, it's not the same thing. Like you know, somebody right. plays, but not. But it's a huge event. But that you just city right is on. massive. If you had the, if you took the Valspar, correct, and you moved it to Caves, and made, it would not have the same impact. No, because it wouldn't. It, nobody's. It, because no one knows who Maverick McNally is. Correct. But when you have the top 70 guys. 100%. And you know you're going out to see the best golfers in the world. There's right. going to create a... So that's what they're trying to do yep. with 20 of these tournaments mm-hmm. is we're still going to have 120 players in the field, but the best 40 guys in the, in the world at golf, notwithstanding your opinion on the live guys, but the best 40 guys on this tour are going to be at these 20 events. I, you know, I, I get... I get the entire premise behind that. I do too. For sure. I get it. Yeah. I completely get I it. I do think the have-nots are going to have a harder time, but they're, st- but they're still going to make a nice living. And, okay. they, and they still have the chance so then, to move up the ladder. So is, is, there a, is there a downside to it in any way? Is there anything that's a downside to this? I, I mean, I, do they have to charge more for tickets now? Like, it ain't my money, so I don't care. Yeah, like, I mean, there are, I'm sure to, there's some... They Someone asked yesterday... Where is the money coming from this? Right. And they said, cash reserve, uh, what did he say? Cash reserve, um, he had a funky way of saying, we're going to charge the sponsors more. Cash reserve, sponsors, and and, and there, was another, there was another way, another mechanism for, for them to recoup this money because they're spending a lot of money. Okay. Okay, People I mean, I get it, like, right, correct. It's you're, you're spending another $50 million. where are you getting but, it but from? Do, they, oh, we have do it. they just assume it's going to come from CBS and NBC? And, Probably. Right? Like, do they just assume, well, we're going to get it. Like, they're, the money will be there. Is, is I it, think the money's been there for a long time. But if you're CBS yeah. and now you had to carry the Valspar when nobody was watching it, and now you're assuming more, more people are going to watch it, are you willing to spend more money in order to get right. that? Right. Um, I, I, maybe the answer is yes. I don't know. Um, did you get worked up about the Steve Young thing from last week? A little bit. In what way? I thought it was stupid for him to opine on something that hasn't that he's talking about Lamar and what the Ravens need to do and the seasons we're still five weeks no, then. We're four weeks away from the season. And to go back and talk about all these things that happened last year and um I I Oh, I, I I took it as picking on the Ravens. Well, I think it was very clearly. I that took it as picking, picking on, on the Ravens, Ravens. and um, you know, I wrote about it, and I just said the season hasn't even started yet. So the more interesting part to me, and I feel like this is the role that I kind this of this is all about. This whole this is this entire discussion centers on one topic or one element. The perceived value of this guy as a quarterback because he runs with the football. I, I think the that's the whole thing. It's, it's it's tied into 
the idea that the Ravens have created an offense that no one else is attempting to run, right? Because like, of him. They're, they're, they're they run- wouldn't run this offense. Well, certainly if not if Philip Rivers was their quarterback. Was their right, correct, 100%. They'd probably be better if Baker Mayfield I feel like I've fallen into this role Kidding. where... Thank you. Where I like my response to everything is to gauge reaction from the fan base and then kind of respond like it's a double response thing. I don't really care what Steve Young said because Steve Young has no clue what he's talking about. And I mean that with all due respect to Steve Young being a Hall of Fame quarterback when he says the but he's not talking about he, he when he all he's says trying to do is generate conflict correct when he He's says media this is why the ravens haven't gotten the championship football steve young has no idea why these ravens have not gotten the championship football it's not because they've misused lamar yeah, steve young did not watch in fact they they're using him probably exactly the way they should use him which is to say to him it's third and four yeah. go get four i don't yards. know if you, if you heard he's pretty good at that go get four yards um steve young has, okay how you doing if you right now with a gun to his head hey what happened in the ravens last playoff game he couldn't tell you who they played against, right. where it was, anything about the game. He, with his life on the line, he wouldn't have a clue of that. Right. He's just talking for talking's sake. But because he's Steve Young, because he was a Hall of Fame I think quarterback. it was really windy in Kansas City that night. Correct. That's funny, Steve. They but, actually played in Buffalo. Right, but he also wouldn't have any idea that it was windy. Right. There's, no, there's no chance. Because how many, besides the Kansas City-Buffalo game last year, how many of the wild card round or the divisional round matchups could you name? Yeah. Cincinnati and the Raiders. That was the first weekend. Well, whatever it was. Yeah, that oh, was, you meant... You I meant, said divisional round. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Divisional round. I mean, divisional round matchups. Could you Rams remember? and Tampa. That was... it. We, You know what? You're right. You named one other one, and that was ended up but being I a hell of sports. a game. Yeah, but you had sort to think of. about it for a little while, too, right? right? Like, the, we, nobody... You know what game I remember more than any name game? Name any of the games of the year you before. Know what, you know what game I remember last year more uh, than any game? What? At all? What? The last game of the year between the Raiders and the Chargers. Well, yeah, it was a hell of a game. It was unbelievable. When the well, only way the Steelers couldn't make right. the playoffs is if it ended in a tie. And it looked damn well like it was about to end in a tie. God, I was so hopeful. Um, oh, I was so but hopeful. But I, I think this always... But that's goes, my point. Like, people talk without... They have no clue what they're saying. They're just talking for talking's sake. And I get it. That's the way that kind of the world works at this point. But I'm so befuddled. I will never understand why Steve Smith thinks thing or Steve Young thinks thing matters more than the last two seasons the Ravens had any of their players or the greatest two seasons offensively in the history of this franchise by far. Right. And it's not me saying I think Greg Roman's the greatest coordinator in the history of football or never makes mistakes or anything and along those lines. why do you lines. care? Why is it that Steve Smith thinks this matters more than fact? matters more than the greatest offenses we've ever seen in the history of the Baltimore Ravens. And why, right, and why do you care how it occurs? I, I don't... And, and that's the thing I would ask. Like, okay, why do you care? And I'm going to use a golf analogy. If you have... Um, if you... Um, this is mythical, but in some ways Lamar was mythical, right? Mm-hmm. If seven years ago, I would have said, hey, there's this kid's going to go to play Louisville who's going to... and I'm, this is just hyperbole, but he's going to run for 2,000 yards mm-hmm. and throw for 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, never heard of that guy before. Right. Who, you know. Right. So if there was a golfer who came up right now and only hit the ball 225 yards off the tee, mm-hmm. but was somehow so good with his three-wood and five-wood from the fairway that he went on tour 
and beat everyone. If you built a team of singles hitters, of station to station, right. that happened to be the bet they produced the most runs. Would you say, nah, well, that got to hit more home runs. That's not real baseball. Yeah, got to hit home runs. That's not the way you're supposed to win. Correct. And that's what's happened. People have really, for whatever reason, people cling to this idea it's the that war- he's I mean, not it really a is. real it's, quarterback. It's the Warriors. The Warriors started shooting all these threes, and, well, yeah, come on. You yeah, know, like, it, we... It, it's not real basketball. We can't really do that. I mean, right. Steph Curry's not really as good as LeBron James. Why not? Why not? Tell me why it is that Steph Curry isn't right. as good so as LeBron James. that's what this is. This is, this is you know, if the Ravens keep misusing Lamar, they're not misusing At him. all. They're, they're using him the way his skill set allows for him to be used best. Would it be, would, would Lamar like it if Greg Roman called 40 pass plays a game? Maybe, because he's a quarterback. Right. He might like that. He might like to throw it 40 times. I, oh, I, but, I worry about that. But I, Lamar also knows the truth of the matter is, if you got six yards to get, I got a better chance of running it with six than I do with throwing. There's a reason why he struggles with checking the ball down. It, it's something that right. I have been told. I've been told a few things that I'm, I'm not reporting. It's just a year ago, one of the big complaints I had about how he played against the Blitz was the checkdowns were all there. Even this this goofy video, Dan Olowski did a goofy video criticizing Greg Roman about a play where two receivers ended up on the same spot on the field and just completely ignored that there was someone t- uncovered for 10 yards underneath that Lamar didn't throw the ball to. And I've been infuriated. I was infuriated. The Miami game, as poorly as Lamar played, and as much as people want to put that on Greg Roman, go back and watch. There's always someone open. Always but it's always the underneath guy, and Lamar doesn't want to throw it underneath. So I, right. I talked to someone about it who says, you know what that is? And I was like, okay, why? And he said, Lamar genuinely believes in his heart of hearts. I can do better than the underneath guy would. Right. If I throw it to him, I might, as, I might as well just do it myself. I'll get more than if I throw it to the guy that's underneath. And... It's a it's a Superman esque type of mentality, right? Because he has such a unique skill set, a set of skills we've never seen before in the history of football. Yeah, I could throw it underneath the Latavius Murray, but what's he gonna do? Get six yards? I can get six yards. Right. Like if I need to, I'll just go get six yards. And of course, as we found and, out a year and ago, my contention would be that I don't care how they get. Six. Correct. Now you're gonna get football people go. Yeah, every time he gets hit, one step closer to his career ending. Okay, but these are football players. They're, they're, they're going to get hit. That's the way it and, works. And if you're going to run around saying, well, I can't, you're going to run around saying, I can only take 21.2 hits per game. Right. Can't take more than that. Then you, you, you know, you're playing scared and I don't, I don't see any way that works. So I was, well, and then we have the data. The data is overwhelming at this point. You're going to running, get, no running quarterbacks. Don't get hurt more than passing quarterbacks correct. do. This is not a. There's no debate to have right. here. There's no opinion to throw out could there. Could he get hurt running it? Yes, of course. the same way that he could get hurt right. throwing the ball. Right. By the way, when he got hurt, how did he get hurt? Right. It's in. It's well, he got hurt doing a flip in the end zone. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's the way. So he broke his hip. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this. We're doing this. That's what we're doing. I mean, he's the one that did the flip, not me. Yeah, you did. That's that's when, true. When I that's a good point. When, when you did a flip, when I do flips, I don't get hurt. Didn't get hurt at all. Right. I'll never. It, it's a bigger problem than football. It's. It exists obviously in our political. Like, I'm, I, my opinion, my feeling matters. Fact the whole world is, is all built on is, is irrelevant. The whole world is built on you aren't right. Right. 
I am. Correct. The whole world. If I think this and somebody else thinks the same way, then fact be damned. Oh, I see it all the time, especially with the Orioles right right. now. Like this, that right now you've got people who think Hyde stinks, and you got people who think Hyde's great. And if my opinion and your opinion mesh, oh, have you seen what Glenn Clark said? Correct. Look what Glenn Clark said. It's exactly what Glenn said that. Mount Castle shouldn't be hitting against right. left-handed pit. Glenn said it, right. and Glenn knows baseball. Yes. But if you would have said he shouldn't be hitting against no, the dumbest person I would ever say, lived, 100%. well, you can't pay attention to him. Yeah, and you'd bring up something stupid I had said before, which you'd have, of course, right. no shortage it, of it, options. And it's what we do. In, in, it was just like yesterday with the whole um, college tuition thing. Mm-hmm. It, it totally depends on what side of the fence you're on. Correct. If, if you paid your student loans in 21, in, in 2001. you're furious about you're it. You're pissed off. Right. If you if you didn't, you think it's great. If or no, no, or no. even if you're of the opinion that then you're selective in what you think matters right. in comparison. You select what you think somebody says, well, why should I have to pay that? And somebody else says, Well, why should I have to pay for the bailout for the bank? Why, why should I, I have to pay I, for the bailout for your farm? Why do you guys to, pay my mortgage? Correct. Like, no, that's not what we're doing. There's there's right. it's a whole it's a whole deal. Um right. anything else from you? I don't think so. All right, we're gonna I take a go I tell you what, directory. Oh you oh. What does that mean? I gotta close the rectory up. Uh, I got volunteers. At I the thought rectory. it was always. I thought you could always go to the rectory and get some help. I got you can, but I gotta. Cl- well, no, we we close at twelve o'clock. Wait, really? Yeah. What if people need help in the afternoon? Leave a message. We'll get back That's to you. Very weird. We'll get back to you. What's going on? Eighth anniversary. What is the eighth, eighth anniversary? What's, what's the eighth anniversary present? What is traditionally you're supposed Just to get another somebody? year. Staying alive. Trying to think of what I did eight years ago. Right, today. Right, right. I think actually eight years ago today is when I called my first Loyola soccer game. Did you really? <laughs> it's the first call I got after it all happened. Come over here, call a soccer game for me. Ryan, I haven't I haven't ever called soccer before. Right, ever. Right. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> I haven't done play by play in a decade. Okay. I haven't ever called soccer. It's, it's just Loyola. Come on over <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Come on over. Hang out with us. And now look at us. Yeah, correct. Now look at us eight years later. Yeah, doing the exact same thing. Right. <laughs> we've we've well, gone. congratulations to you. I guess. Yeah, eight years ago today was the start of your the, your new life too. Yeah. It was sure. a Monday. Sure was. For the record. Was it? August twenty fifth, yeah. I don't remember anything. Yep. I, I, I remember nothing. I, I swear to God, I remember. All I remember is my wife was pregnant, and she was convinced. She was just convinced that life was ending. She right. was like, this is so disastrous. And no matter how many times I said, no, I am so much better off. Right. I'll be okay. I needed to leave there a long time ago. Right. Oh, I needed. She was so worked up about it. This isn't okay. We're about to have a baby. We'll be all right. We're going to be all right. I just remember walking down the steps, and I said, if he, if he fired all those people, I think this is going to have to be the end of the road for me. Like I, because I knew he fired Paul and Debbie. Because yeah, I mean uh, Paul and um Ashley because yeah. Ashley was crying and Paul gave me the uh, throat throat, yeah. throat slash thing and I'm like, well I know what that means. Yep, he fired those two. I can't believe it. And then you came buzzing in and I heard you yell like, anybody got any boxes? Or Ryan's <laughs> shell screaming and I'm like. <laughs> I think this yeah, is could be the, the end of the road could for be, me if could he be fired the, all those people. And I went the, downstairs, he's like, oh, you're fired. Yeah. I'm like, yep. oh. Yep. See me it. too? See okay. But, you know, as I've said a million times before, a lot of people compare what it is that they're replaced by. Like, a lot of people in radio right. will be like, dude, do you believe they fired me to put so-and-so right, on? Right. Imagine being fired to be replaced by nothing. Right. Like, imagine. Yeah, that, that's a low imagine blow. Imagine whatever it is that you feel about the guy that replaced that's you. That's the lowest of Like, low however blows. Jerry <laughs> feels about Cordell Woodland, like, right. imagine right. how it is that it he feels to be fired to be replaced by nothing. Yeah, that's the lowest nothing of low blows. We got something better than you guys. Yeah, what? Nothing. Nothing. Dead air. <laughs> Static. <laughs>
That's what we're going to place you with. All right. com at It's a Hooded Fryer. I got a free uh, junior golf clinic tonight. Okay. Where at? Six o'clock, Pine Ridge. Come on out. Six to uh, six, um, ages six to 18. Mm. You just bring clubs. We got golf balls, snacks, drinks, the whole nine yards. What do you think you can do with Graham's swing? What do you think you can. Bring him out. Love to have him. What time is it? Six o'clock. Bring old Graham out. Maybe I w- can, Pine Ridge. Would you, can you? Can I? Can the five-year-old tag along? Sure. Bring All him right. out. All right. Six o'clock. I can't promise. Cause I don't know. She. Might, Lord knows. She uh, might have made Chris Beloga, Loyola golf coach, oh, is our uh, special I seen, I guest Chris instructor. In Chris. Yeah. He's a good man. Pa- uh, pride of Perry Hall Middle School. Uh, and Coward Hall. He, he stepped. He stepped up after that. Coward Hall High School. He did better for himself. All right. Uh, fairways and greens. Twelve to two on yes, Sunday. Yes, sir. And then it'll be Rita and I two to six. All right. We'll come back in tidbit tubular Jarrett Patterson to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up, and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle, take it away, boys. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to Drew for stopping by. Today's show has also been brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, you can read it all online, pressboxonline.com. Mark Andrews, larger than life on the cover. Great cover story from Bo Smolka. Go pick it up right now. Tidbit is brought to you today by Simply the Bets every Tuesday. Did we want to talk to Jared Patterson? No, we're going to do that to wrap up oh. the show. I got you. I promise. I know what I'm doing. I promise. We got it. We're going to wrap up the show today by oh, chatting man. with Jared oh, Patterson. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, Tidbit is brought to you by Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. Of course, weekend at Bookies every Thursday. Oh, John Colson stopped by with gifts. Look at John Colson. Ah. Do you know which one is which? What'd you get? Griffin. I got a you dragon. Get, a dragon? I think I, I think that's yeah, I think that's the way it goes. I think that's right. Thank you for these lovely gifts that you've brought us here. Thank you, John. I do appreciate that a great deal. Everything else good? What's going on in your world? It's uh what? What? <laughs> what? It's a lot going on. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, we got the Tyus Bowser. Show. So we haven't like this. We've done a really soft announcement of it because I was hoping to have Tyus be involved in the announcement of the Tyus Bowser show. I was trying to make that work this week, so I don't think that's going to happen this week. Perhaps I, we can have a Tyus Bowser announcement next week. I hope per- I, in person. I hope that's the case. Um, yes, we are. I, I we've alluded to it all for a while, but yeah, we are going to be doing the Tyus Bowser show again, and we're out of time to wait for him to help us because we we're. We're starting First it. one's at Guilford Hall Brewery. Guilford Hall Brewery on September 6th. My birthday, by Guilford the way. Avenue. Yes. What better way to celebrate your birthday? Yeah, come out and celebrate your boy's birthday by hanging out with us and Tyus Bowser. They've got, they've got valet parking if you want it. I might. They've got incredible microbrews there if you haven't been there. It's very I, cool. I have not. It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful place. And unlike many breweries, their menu is freaking awesome. Okay. The well, food is High-end restaurant quality, but you still get snacks. It's not all that expensive. It's just really good. So we're going to be there on September 6th. September 6th, 7 p.m. And we're doing another show there later in the season, I think. Later in the season in October. I don't remember the specific It's date. basically the same deal as it was last year. We'll be doing shows essentially every other week, but there'll be a couple in there that end up getting moved a little bit uh, because of Glenn's schedule. Um, but essentially every other week, we will be out on Tuesday night with Tyus and a special guest, myself, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, will be hosting it. Um, what's new this year is if you miss it live, yep. there'll be multiple ways for you to catch it. Not only will we air it um, on, on this YouTube, show. Facebook Live. And also you'll be able also to hear it. Also on The Fan. 1057 The Fan yeah. on Friday 10 nights. 10 o'clock. Friday nights following so, your show. So there's just a, a lot going on with the Tyus Bowser show this yeah. year, and it's all brought to you by... It's brought by by Maryland Vascular Services, and of course, the soon-to-be-released Ginsu Grill. Ah, 
I am excited about that. Which, if you've ever dropped two grand on a on a green egg grill, yeah, you could drop about seven hundred bucks on this, and it's the same. It's basically am, the same thing. It's I a am ceramic grill, that. and Glenn Clark's going to be a spokesperson <laughs> for them. I'm going to be using and it you're frequently. You're getting a grill. I'm going to be using you're it. Getting frequently. a grill with all the I'm little stoked. things. You're also just so you know, mm-hmm. getting a free set. Hold on, hold on. You're getting a free but set. But wait, there's but, more. Well. Of, of, of Ginsu, Ginsu knives? knives? Hell yeah! <laughs> you will I'm be getting a set day. of Ginsu I knives. I am so excited. With your Ginsu grill. Mm. I'm stoked. I really yeah. am stoked. I'm, yeah. I am stoked. And that's a company this. that doesn't advertise with us, but I love them. I, I, it's pure, I would, what is I would it? like it. Pure Raw Juice. Pure I'd like raw for them juice. to start advertising with yeah. us because I have been a regular. We need, we need a trade there. <sighs> I hey, have, Pure Raw Juice. I have work a, with us. Opened up uh, one in Cockeysville. Spend a good amount of time yep. on my way home. They're here on York by. Road. They're at the Rotunda. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a new when, when one we were, When we were at the old office, I was at the one at the Rotunda oh. all the time. Uh, there's also one in... Falls Road. Fall, like, like right where 83 turned... Like, right by Green Spring Station. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, new. There's definitely one up at the Harford Mall in Bel Air. Yeah. I've stopped there a couple times over the years. There are. They're all they over the place. They drink smoothies now. and things up in Harford County? I guess enough people do. <laughs> I mean, I guess... That's probably passers, passersby. What, you know what? It, it works people out on 95 me. and whatnot. I will... There is a... Uh, there's an indoor putt-putt place in Bel Air. That makes way more sense than the smoothies. Okay. So, I the boys like going there. It's sure. a it's a dinosaur-themed yeah. indoor putt-putt Now place. we're talking Bel Air. So um, the way it works is I will get them uh, quesadillas from the uh, whatever, the uh, Ch- Chidoba or whatever it is that's there. I don't know which. No, I don't remember. Oh, oh. I, I don't remember. Whatever. I understand. It's one of the two. Whichever it is, we go to the Chidoba, we get them quesadillas, then I get a bowl, and we sit outside the Hartford Mall at one of those tables, and we all have our lunch It all sounds perfectly Bel Air, except for the smoothies. Yeah, I know. I get it. It doesn't seem like that's... I think that you... Why is Bel Air so anti-smoothie? Because it's... It's not anti-smoothie. It's, 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 you know, (laughs) it's a little... Hartford County is more of a, you know, red meat. uh, More of a red meat type of area. So. Um, okay, I think I see Tyus Bowser show starts on September 6th. Details are available at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Correct. And we are looking forward to it. We had a lot of fun last year. We are looking forward to another great season. Um, is there still ways for people to be involved in the Tyus Bowser uh, show? There's, there's one sponsorship left. Mm. There's one sponsorship mm. left. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the Tyus like Bowser show, email John C. At pressboxonline.com. And you Wait, can... my phone's buzzing right now. That would be great. <laughs> that would be wonderful if that were the case. Um, and then we've got, we're going to be at the, um, actually, mm-hmm. guess who's going to be representing us Oh, at, at the Hamden Fest. Oh, you've uh, hired Griffin to be the, you've hired Griffin the to face be. of press box. Hey, there you go. Absolutely. And wow. Jay Moore and County Sports Zone. More details to follow. All right. <laughs> Can't wait. I, I'm excited. Uh, where, along when, with when, Hal Martin. And, when, and, when and where is Hamden Fest? That is September 10th. It's right on the yes. avenue, right? And and it's in Hamden. Oh, yeah, well, I know, but it's right on. You the literally, avenue. if you it's, go to Hamden, you can't miss it. It's it on the, the entire avenue. avenue. Correct? Yeah, Thank it's you. the that's, entire. Avenue. That's what I was. I know. Yeah, it'll be fun. Where's Hamden Fest? I know it's in. I hate you. I didn't ask the question. I know, but I'm trying to get you to say it's on the avenue. I got you. It's on God. the avenue. Anything else? I feel like there is something else, but mm-hmm. I I feel like if we're on air, it's probably not a good time to think about. What All it right, would be. very good. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. It's John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster here at Pressbox. Uh, Tidbit. Did I give it a sponsor or not? Um, I think we did. I think we're, nah, we're going to give it another. Tidbit right. is brought to you today by Swagger. Playwithswagger.com slash Pressbox. Yeah. Yeah. I won 57 bucks on Swagger last Did you wow. really? I did. Why didn't you tip me off? I didn't know to tip me off because I lose almost 
constantly on any of those. We probably fantasy. shouldn't. We do it. We do a bad job of advertising our losses. Yeah, we've advertised well, a lot of okay, Griffin's losses. I've lost. I've been struggling. I've lost yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, no, we should advertise our victories. More. Okay. I won nicely last night. John killed it last. Uh, night. How many? Yeah, how many? How many legs? Bet. How many what? legs of your parlay? Five. Five. And did you hit wow. all five, or did I, you? I hit. Four, four out of five. five. And that's what on, makes swagger. On two parlays, I hit four out of five. Wow. And I bet five bucks on each, and I won 57. This is what we try to explain about swagger. Is you don't you have don't, to hit them all. Correct. There's three things that are key to me about swagger. There's three things I try to ha- hammer home. The first being, again, you can't bet on your phone or your computer in the state of Maryland. Still, you can't correct. do it. But you can, kinda. you can feel like you're betting when you play with swagger. So that's the first. The second is, as John just pointed out, while you're making parlay bets, essentially... Unlike actual parlay bets, you don't have to hit on all of them. They have a points system. You win money based on the number of points you get. So and and other stuff. If you accumulate enough points, correct. There's other prizes involved. Correct. There could you could go three of five, and if you have the right number of points, you can be a winner. You could put in a ten leg parlay, hit six of ten, get four of them wrong, and you might still be a winner. And like really a win, or at least make your money back. Correct, or something like that. Correct. Whereas if you go ten for ten, you're gonna make a your grand prize is gonna be a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then the third one that's key is we're giving you the money. We're giving it to you. Oh, that is the other thing. Pressboxonline.com. Or sorry, playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. I do a lot of websites. So, during so I, I didn't even realize this. Mm-hmm. They, I just signed up and they gave me 10 bucks. If he's about to say, I didn't realize this, and it's the thing I've been well, no, saying no, every day for the last I, three weeks, I'm it. going to... But I signed up explode. before you started doing this. Mm-hmm. So when I signed up, I didn't realize. Yes. So it was 10 bucks just for signing yes. up. And then they matched my deposit. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's the thing we've been saying every day. For, I know, but I'm saying I did in. this before you were saying it. Match up to $100. Never so the math works out this way. You can get $110 free to play with Swagger. Now, you can use that $110 and make thousands of dollars and make so much money that you literally never use the money you deposited. Or ever work again. You could also do that. <laughs> now, I would. I, you better give your boys some tips if that's the case. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox is how you sign up. And again, we're going to really load up in football season. We've been playing some baseball tickets. We've been having some yeah, fun yeah. with it. We're going to load up in football season. I got very lucky with the baseball. Did you get a tip from somebody else? No, I I guessed. Never works for me. <laughs> playing with never swagger. works for He's me. Playing with swagger. I hate you for yeah. You are. <laughs> You're literally playing with swagger. All right. Thank swagger you. Playwithswagger.com <laughs> slash pressbox. Go ahead. We got to get the tidbit. All right. So uh, so let's see. Uh, Dave Johnson and Kevin Brown. They're talking about it. this is where I got the idea while watching the game last night. They're talking about uh, the 420 game winners of the Orioles. I'm not sure. Oh, you know what it was? They were talking about Steve Stone, who does the mm. White Sox games. Um, so they're talking about okay. the 420 game winners that the Orioles once had, and Kevin asked Dave Johnson a good question. He was like, do you think we'll ever see you know 420 game winners in the same league again? And it just, you know, kind of goes into what you know, no, we I don't. About. Yeah, what we were talking about with Drew earlier. Uh, it just pitching's different now. Um, so that does not seem likely. Um, but I did, it got me thinking about 20 game winners, and mm-hmm. I want, there have been 10 since 2015, and I want to know if you can name those 10. How many of the 10 at least? Man, uh, I'm going to guess Verlander. Yes, sir. Verlander did it 2019. Mm, I'll say Kershaw. Kershaw did not do it. Mm. Not, there's a Dodger, not Clayton Kershaw. There's a Dodger. There's a Dodger, but it wasn't Kershaw. That's because it was... That's because it was... Who won 20 games? It's so hard to win 20 games. Yeah, it is. 
It was Maeda? No. It Very was recently. Rich Hill. Nope. Very recently. It was Arias? Yes. Arias? Arias? Julio Arias last season in 2021. The only 20 game winner. I don't remember that. Won exactly 20 games last season. How about uh, Scherzer? Scherzer. Yes, Scherzer did it with the Nats in 2016. How about uh, DeGrom? DeGrom, not. No, not in uh, not in the past five years. Kershaw did it in 2014, by the way, so right at my cutoff. Okay. How about uh, Garrett Cole? I don't think the Groms ever won 20 games. Really? Uh, yes, Garrett Cole I mean, did it with the uh, Astros in 2019, along with Verlander. So Verlander and Cole in 2019. But that was a good team. It was. They uh, mm, they won what, a few things. What happened to them? I think they, they won... No, no, they lost. They lost that's the right. That was, that, was, yeah, they lost. That, was a, that was a fun series. <laughs> um, it was a weird series. All the road teams won every game. It was bizarre. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. Nobody really talked. We, we we talked about it for like a day, and then it just kind of went away because we got caught up in the trash cans and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That was a World Series. A World Series where there were seven games, and the road team won every game. That's nuts. Anyway. Um, Let's see. We have one, two, three, four... Five or six guys left. Former Oriole on this list. Rich Hill. Not Rich Hill. I, th- I thought I already guessed him. Former Oriole. Former Oriole. That did, 120. Did Rich Hill ever win 20? I guess he. I don't know. Not in uh, not in the past 10 years. He and what was the cutoff for? Uh, 2015. Arietta? Yes, Jake Arietta. Okay. 22 wins in 2015. How many more are there? There's five more. There. Oh and my now it's god! It's getting tough. Uh, oh let's see. We got a Tampa god. Bay. We got a Tampa Bay Ray. A Ray. A no Ray. longer. No longer a Tampa no Bay. No longer a Ray. Archer. Not Archer. Matt Moore. Not Matt Moore. It was in 2018. 2018. They had to have one Cy Young this year. Blake Snell. Blake Snell. Okay. 21 wins in 2018. Then we have another former Cy Young winner. In 2018, currently with the Twins. Currently a player for the Twins. Kluber. Yep, Corey Kluber. Okay. 20 wins in 2018 okay. with the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. Uh, then we have three more. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think this guy's in baseball. Uh, this guy's not in baseball either anymore. Okay. And, yeah, all three of these guys no longer Great. in baseball. Great. Great. Very good starters, though, in 2015 and 2016. How am I supposed to remember 2015? <laughs> I was I, I had kids then. I, I, I Should I just give them? I might as well have been doing cocaine. Uh, hey, give me, give Red me something. Sox, Red Sox uh, in 2016 won an unbelievable season. 2016? Yeah. Red Sox in 2016. 22 wins. Um, came from uh, Detroit. Price? Not, not, not David Price. He also came from Detroit. Yeah. From Detroit. Oh, Porcello. Yep, Porcello. Porcello. 22 wins that year. And then the next two. He did have a monster season. I Actually, this guy is now. still in baseball because he was just waived by the Diamondbacks. Somebody picked him up. I forget who. Lefty. I don't know. 2015, Dallas Keuchel with the Astros. Mm. I didn't games. realize Dallas Keuchel was in baseball. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. he did get picked up. All right. Let's find out. No, it says, I guess he's still a free agent. And then, is and one yeah, one? the last one is Jay Happ with oh, okay. the Toronto Blue Jays right. in 2016. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, Tubular is brought to you by 
your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. As we mentioned earlier, for some reason this is a night game tonight. Despite the fact that the Orioles have to travel to Houston, I don't get it, but it's what it is. Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Birds against Lance Lynn, the White Sox, 7 o'clock on Masson. MLB Network. Cardinals Cubs at 2, Blue Jays Red Sox at 7, Yankees Athletics at 10. Little League World Series coverage on ESPN. Uh, Maryland Soccer begins their season, and they're on TV tonight at 6 o'clock against New Hampshire on ESPNU. So that's a, a slaughter. Cool. I, I believe New Hampshire is actually quite good. Are they? Okay. I believe New Hampshire. Hang on a second. Tell you what the preseason college soccer rankings preseason. I believe there's New Hampshire is like good enough to be ranked. I think they wow. might be. I think that wow. I I swear to God I saw that somewhere and I was like, really? Okay. Like New Hampshire, same same place. <laughs> uh, New Hampshire is ranked number nine in the country. Get out of here. Number nine. All right, so that'll be a good game. Apparently they went seventeen <laughs> two and two a year ago. I know nothing about it. I can't. I can't even pretend. Uh, by the way, Maryland's only ranked number twenty. So okay. So huge game to start <laughs> the season. Huge game for Maryland tonight against New Hampshire. Uh, uh, also tonight. Oh, sorry, I lost it here. <laughs> so I was trying. I blame you for trying to find. Um, making me to find that. Uh, round one of the PGA's Tour Championship is at one on the Golf Channel. Packers and Chiefs tonight at eight on NFL Network. If you want to look at uh, Amazon Prime's coverage to see what that's going to be like, they are doing their oh, test doing run tonight. Okay. 49ers-Texans at 8-15. Uh, they will not have a the week one Thursday night game, but then they'll have all of the rest of them after that. The week one game, of course, has always been on NBC. Um, and it's it's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet because – and by no, the way, that's, no, that's Amazon Prime. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Amazon okay. Prime is Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Yes, that's the point. Um, <laughs> they they hired like every. They hired Andrew Whitworth. They hired Richard Sherman. They hired they like they got this unbelievable talent roster to have Kirk Herbstreit do the games. Kirk Herbstreit, of course, played in how many career NFL games? Uh, let's see, zero. Zero. Zero yeah. career NFL games. But sure, I, and I like Kirk Herbstreit. That's the like funny part. <laughs> I like Kirk Herbstreit. But I know he's unqualified for this. And also, no one has asked for this much Kirk Herbstreet. Like, no yeah. one. He does game day. He does the Saturday night game. I mean, I, like, he, I enjoy his college football. I stuff. like Kirk Herbstreet. But no one is sitting around demanding more Kirk Herbstreet. He's perfectly adequate. Like, he's a fine college football guy. This is dumb. This is just dumb. Uh, anyway, sorry. I'm not Because it feels like I'm real. It, this is, you have so many talented people. Let them do the games. Try something different for a change. Mix it up. Reconsider. I, I know Aqib Talib's got problems, mm. so probably won't be Aqib Talib. But like when they added him to the the, the broadcaster the lineup on Fox, his games were always great. Like he was great at this. He had a little more personality. He saw that do something different for a change. God. Uh, WWE Network for WWE or NXT UK at three. Access TV for Impact Wrestling at eight. Some non-sports highlights. Couple. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to start? Oh, FXX. If I'm sure you caught the Archer season thirteen premiere I last night. Did. So now new I series. Didn't, I didn't get to watch it last night. The Little Demon series uh, with Aubrey Plaza and Danny DeVito. Oh, it's an animated voices. thing. Yeah, animated. Not but for Rick me. and Morty esque. Yeah, I'm and I'm not a Rick and Morty guy. Yeah. Well, so. that is on FXX at ten yeah. tonight. Uh, let's see. This show looks horrible. The end. I do love nine. Aubrey. I do love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. That's the that's the tough part about that. And of course, Danny DeVito and his daughter. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Lucy DeVito yeah. is also in it. Um, 
the kid, the kid, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll check it out. I am with you. The end is nigh. Series. This looks awful on Peacock. They're doing like a six episode thing where Bill Nye talks about a uh, no apocalyptic disaster. Move on. Uh, new episode of She-Hulk, and you're excited about this one. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I need to watch that. Yeah, it looks okay. I watched the first episode. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. I didn't watch Miss Marvel. Do I need to go back and watch that? I did not watch that yet either. I mm. don't know. Mm. I, I, I'm sure this stands alone enough. I, well, I did finish. Um, I just killed my dad. That is crazy. That is crazy. Anyway, sorry. And the last one. Uh, so Hulu is doing the uh, series, the Mike Tyson series called mm. Mike on Hulu. Um, about the life of that Mike starts Tyson. Tonight? That starts tonight okay. on Hulu. Um, and I love the reviews for it. People couldn't wait for this to come out. Mike pulls a few punches, but lands the big swings from Slant Magazine. Um, and But Mike Tyson, though, he does not support it. Yes, he, he's not happy yeah, about it because he's tweet, not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm, his apparently. tweet was, Hulu stole my story. They're Goliath and I'm David. Yeah. Heads will roll for this, was his tweet. And wow. That's intense. Yeah. That's intense. And I just, I just love all the reviews. The legendary boxer has come out swinging against the streaming service. <laughs> all right. All right. Very good. I love that. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks also to Judd Fabian. Thanks to Rob Ambrose. And you're about to hear from Jarrett Patterson. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Stan the Fan will be in studio tomorrow. Um, Chase McDermott from the Bowie Bay Sox will be checking in with us, who, of course, came over in the uh, Jorge Lopez deal. And we will catch up with... Wait, did, he came in the Lopez. No, he came in the Mancini deal. No, yes. no, 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 no. There was, it was two pitchers, right, for, the, for Mancini? Yeah, it was, it was Seth, Johnson Seth Johnson and... McDermott, wasn't it? I th- and Povich came in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess Povich came in the other deal. Povich came in the Jorge Lopez deal, we so he came know. over in the Mancini deal. Uh, and Kenny Amatololo will join us tomorrow. We'll preview Navy football. Anything else? Mm, for not at the moment. Okay, Stuff very good. Things. All right, thanks everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Casa Sin, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Visit Howard County, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at RexPexRyan. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Birds, Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too. We wrap up today's show by hearing from Jarrett Patterson right here on GCR. Well, joining us now here on GCR is the Ravens and Commanders get ready for the final preseason game on Saturday night in Baltimore as a man who played uh, really well in the MIAA and then went on to put up video game numbers in college and broke through, uh, spent uh, last season with the Commanders and making his NFL debut, and now he's getting ready for year number two. He's Jared Patterson, and he's back with us here on GCR. Jared, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, it's great to chat with you. I remember catching up with you around this time last year, and we were so excited to get to see what you could do. Just going back on all of it, your path from from growing up in this area to playing for a team pretty near to home and, and being in the NFL last year, scoring touchdowns, what did that mean to you to know that you had made it, you had accomplished the goal that so many, I'm sure, of your friends and teammates had had? Yeah, man, it was uh, a dream because, dream come true you know very surreal moments you know that you know i had my first nfl season you know kind of in the books going on number two you know i'm still you know still climbing the ladder if if, if you might say that's mm-hmm. my mindset you know throughout this whole thing you know throughout my whole career like i always say it's not how you get in it's how you stay in and uh you know i play this i plan to stay in for for a good minute regardless you know where i'm at and uh that's my whole mindset but it's just a blessing to be here I understand all of that, man, and I know that's your focus right now. If I could, what was there anything that like meant the most to you about that first NFL season? Any one game? Any was it getting a start or scoring a touchdown? Something that you kept? Like one moment that you said, "Hey, man, whatever else I do, 
this is going to be with me forever. Yeah, uh, you know, making my first start last year, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a humbling experience, you know, for myself and just really just uh, tell myself, you know, I belong and I can do this thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I can play, uh, you know, at this level. And, and you know what I'm saying? That kind of just, you know, boosted my confidence and, you know, and, and, and it really helped. And, you know, that's something, you know, that can never be uh, taken, taken away from me. No doubt, man. No doubt. You will always have that eternally. And that puts you into a high percentage of human beings that have ever done that in the history of the NFL. Uh, Pilates alum Jared Patterson with us here on GCR. Jared, as you mentioned, obviously, you know, you get to go through all of this and you get to experience all those highs. But to your point, you know, you're right back to competing. And, and Washington brought in another running back this offseason. How difficult is it to have that like confidence boost and then have to go right back to like, oh yeah, but I, I'm not I'm not guaranteeing anything. I have to prove myself day in and day out. Yeah, uh, you know, a person like me, it's not really difficult. You know, I'm, it's kind of like deja vu with me. You mm-hmm. know, I've been here before. I, I've been counted out. You know, what I'm saying that's and that might kind of sound cliche, but uh, you know, I'm saying I've been the the underdog. You know, what I'm saying I've been. You know, everything wasn't given to me. Everything was earned. You know what I'm saying? And I plan to do that, you know, at this level. You know, earn everything I get, you know, uh, you know, reps, plan time, you know, uh, everything. So I'm just uh, continually just grinding, you know, head down and just trying to, uh, you know, make this thing uh, the best way I can. Whether, like I said, either it's here or somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? I know this thing. It's, 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 it's a slow grind, but also it's a, uh, it's a marathon, not, not a sprint. I get it. And by the way, this is the reason why games like this, a lot of people talk about why the preseason doesn't matter, but I imagine even in year two, even everything you've already done, you approach this third game of the preseason and it probably matters to you, right? Absolutely. You know, every, every, every day, you know, I step on the field, you know, every, every time it matters, you know, for a guy like me, you know what I'm saying? Undrafted and just earn everything he gets, uh, everything matters. You know what I'm saying? I can't take anything for granted. And, uh, that's just my approach. All right, so let's talk about the Ravens have won 21 straight preseason games. And most people say, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything. But you're the opponent on the other side. Like, does that – do you guys talk about that at all? Like, does it come up even a little bit like, hey, it might be kind of cool if we're the ones that end this streak, even if we know it it doesn't really big picture matter all that much? Uh, I mean, a guy like me, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a competitor, so, you know, I feel like – Every time you step on the field, it matters. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you know, you know, shout out. You know, hats off goes to the you know the Ravens organization because you know what I'm saying they're the only team that's you know undefeated in the preseason. I think, and you know that that and everybody, uh, everybody should be a competitive, have that competitive, competitive spirit. You know, every every time you step on the field. So uh, of course, you know, uh, you know, we're it's it's not really I mean it's talked about, but you know, it's still versus it's, it's us versus you know us. But, yeah. but when we yeah. go out there on, on on Saturday, we definitely plan and uh, plan to win. You know what I'm saying? I get it. And I think that goes that goes for uh, everybody that steps on on that field. I imagine that's just the nature of being an athlete, right? Like it, it's it's almost impossible for you to go out there and not think like I want to win. I mean, you guys, I'm guessing when you play like you know cornhole or something like that, like it's it's just the way you are. You always want to win. You always have that mentality. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like that's definitely uh you know an athlete. Uh, nature and that's the beauty of you know playing competitive sports you know at this level you know in college and high school you know you play to win and you know that's just how I've been you know brought up regardless of you know status or where you are in you know in your in your walk or you know in your in your career you know I feel like you should always want to compete 
I, I was going to say something like most guys, when we talk to them from another team that are coming back home, like we're expecting to have like thousands of people there at the game to come root for them. But like, I'm guessing most everybody got the chance to see you because you're basically at home either way in this series. I'm guessing it's not going to be all that huge of a crowd for you because they probably have already come to see you play over the last year or so. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a benefit of, you know, being at home, you know, being around family. Uh, friends and you know just just being a, a kind of uh, inspiration motivation to you know kids that you know look up looking up to you and you know seeing that you can do it you know they can do it and I kind of you know hang my hat and pride myself on that and it's pretty it's pretty cool I mean it's really cool dude it's a really cool story and and it's but you know everything that you've been through and you reference some of that like how much do you try to talk to kids about that like to try to say Hey, look, man, you know, adversity, I, I, I face adversity everywhere. I had to go to Buffalo. I was undrafted. I had to do all these things. Like, how much do you try to share your message with kids in this area? Uh, you know, uh, as much as I can, you know, I feel like that's, that's one thing that keeps me going. You know, that business, that's where, I, you know, my why, that's what, why I do what I do. Just to, you know, impact, you know, someone else that's, you know, kind of, you know, in the same story or going through the same thing and, just giving them, you know, that a good advice and just tell them the power of, you know, not giving up. Always, you know, bend on yourself, believe yourself. And, uh, you know, that's something, you know, I really uh, pride myself on. You know, I try to talk to kids, you know, uh, throughout my area, you know, my high school team and, you know, other other local teams, you know, where I'm from. And, like, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and never, never uh, you know what I'm saying, never let no one you know, doubt, doubt you or, or tell them you can't do something. I, I dig it, man. I, I saw it, just another minute or two here with Jared Patterson as we're getting ready for Ravens Commanders on Saturday night. I saw something in your Twitter bio. I saw the words Maryland made. And I think about, you know, all this that, that you've had to push through in order to get these opportunities and continue to have to fight. How much did your upbringing here prepare you for constantly having to prove yourself and and everything that you've had to go through in in facing adversity and trials during your career. Uh, at times, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't give credit, you know, so I gotta give credit to my parents. You know, I seen, I seen both of them. You know, at you know, growing up, worked very hard. You know, what I'm saying, and especially my dad. My dad, you know, he he he's a supervisor now where he works at. You know, what I'm saying, and that didn't happen overnight. And he always, mm -hmm. you know. He, he always, you know, consistently reminds me things don't happen over, overnight. And that's big, big to have that family that, you know, that support system, you know, that my parents, you know, they've been, you know, they've been have struggles in life and they're sharing their struggles in life with me. And I'm like, dang, if they can do that, you know what I'm saying? I, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? This is just, this, we get paid a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? To compete and, you know, comp compete on, on, the, on the football field. And I'm doing what I love. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Some people... You know, some people don't do what they love. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm blessed. I do. I can, I come out here every day. You know, what I'm saying with a positive attitude to get myself and and my teammates better. All right, real talk. We um we we screw up the name of the team still constantly. Like we're just gonna be honest about it. We're still adjusting to it, right? Like we're like you know Ravens uh, football to, uh, Commanders on Saturday night, or might we'd still say the old thing. Do, do you ever still struggle at all with remembering, like, hey, the team has changed names a couple times in the last few years? Uh, I don't. I don't struggle you know, with it. You know, what I'm saying it's it's just some. You know, that's that's just a some. You know, it's a, it's a new era. But you know, deep down inside, you know, being from here, I know you know what it used to be. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. Know you. I hear you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I I, I know the the, the, the transition year and 
just the uh, you know that just being a fan, you know, just looking in from the Redskins, you know, from the Washington, the Washington team out there, man. I think it's a pretty cool process, you know. Like I said, I kind of look at it as like being being a part of a new era. But deep down inside, you know, like my mom still has, you know, old, you know, Redskins gear in her basement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, that like that's that stuff is gonna be, you know, that's that's history. But you know what I'm saying? But I think it's pretty cool that we have a new name and it's kind of like a new era. So you know, I'm all I'm all for it. So I think, you know, if we just, if we just win, I think people will be ready. Well, they've been obviously down that way. They have been thirsty for it for a long time. And uh, we will look forward to Saturday night and seeing you guys here in Baltimore, uh, Ravens, Commanders. Jared Patterson, remind everybody, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere in the world, what can we plug for you? Where can people be following you and checking in with you? Yeah, on IG, you can follow me at uh, JaredPat32. And on Twitter, Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson. Give him a follow there. And that's, of course, J-A-R-E-T, single R, single T, Jared Patterson. Hey, man, uh, you are a joy to watch play this game, dude. And we are rooting for you, like you said, wherever it ends up. Uh, can't wait to see what's next for you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us. We'll see you out there on Saturday night, all right? No problem. Thank you so much for having me.